Blog Talk Radio. edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike is brought to you exclusively by the Standard Bread Owners Association of New York. The Standard Bread Owners Association of New York, for more than 50 years, has represented the interests of owners, trainers, and drivers who regularly compete here at Yonkers Raceway. Without further ado, here's Mike and Mike. Good Saturday evening to you all, and welcome to Post Time with Mike and Mike, a very special George Morton Levy final edition here this evening. I'm Mike Carter, and I'm joined tonight by Mike Bozich. Mike, it's a beautiful night outside here in Cleveland, and with zero minutes to post for the Levy eligibles, it's going to be a big night of live racing. That's right. It looks like they're turning to the uh, starting gate where we're going to give a couple of minute introduction, but it looks like uh, Yonkers is rolling tonight. And uh, on the screen right now is the one and only foiled again, and he is three to two on the board. This is race five the for uh, George Morton Levy series eligibles. Uh, good contenders in this race. You've got four. Uh, Takawu, and you've got eight. Let us rock them, who's a nine to five morning line favorite. But is right now three to one on the board, and uh, Mike, I could see the card getting ready to go seven to five right now on the uh, the richest pacer in the world, Mike. 
I'll tell you, I would really love. I'm gonna get uh, some show pets in on Takawu here. I'm loving five to two. I think five to two is a very, very generous price. All right. Well, it looks like John Hernan's uh, calling them to the starting gate. A, a field of eight for the George Morton Levy eligible race five. It goes for a purse of uh, fifty thousand dollars, and uh, they're swinging into the turn. And we're getting right to it, Mike. Here's the call of John Hernan for race five at Yonkers. This field is on gate. They're off. To Cowran left for the lead towards the outside. Sunfire Blue Chip foiled again toward the inside third. Sears left on the far outside with Lettuce Rock de May around the turn, heading to the back stretch. The outside short lead for Take Koal for the inside. It's foiled again. The Cower and foiled again, scrimmaging for the lead and foiled again on the inside. Has denied to Cower and the lead. In third is Sunfire Blue Chip. It's three lengths back to Lettuce Rock to May. Came away in good shape from post eight, but the battle's on up front. Foiled again, getting hounded here by. To Cowran in the opening quarter mile, which came up in 26 and 2, moving on the far turn the first time. And to Cowran muscled to the top to get by, foiled again. In third is Sunfire Blue Chip. It's three and a half back to Lettuce Rock the May. In fourth, two lengths back to Royal Heart in fifth. Then Better Rock on six, seven lengths from this leader. The last two are Dream Out Loud and Relegate the Last is Better Ever. To Cowran on top of Lake and half foiled again, sitting the pocket here. In third is Sunfire Blue Chip. Sears and Lettuce rocked them on the move up. And here comes Royal Heart. Third over is Better Rock on. The half mile was 55 and 1. They move around the clubhouse turn, final time. And Brennan urging on to Cowran. To Cowran leads it by two, foiled again toward the inside. Lettuce rocked them on the outside. Has stalled first over toward the inside is Sunfire Blue Chip. Royal Heart gets a tap of the whip, four and a half lengths from the lead. Three Mount Louds behind a crowd. Then on the outside, third over is Better Rock on. And Better Rivers last of the bunch. They check it at three quarters in 123. On the final turn, on the inside, Takao Ren. On the outside, Lettuce Rock them. Foiled again is losing ground there between horses. Is Royal Heart far outside? Better Rock on comes into contention. Takao Ren is on the ropes. On the outside, Lettuce Rock them in. On the far outside, Better Rock on. Foiled again between horses. Royal Heart close to home. Let us rock them edging away. Late on the scene, Better Rock On. Let us rock them as one it. From Better Rock On, Takawa and Fourth went to foiled again in 151 and 1. Well, there you have it, the uh, eligibles for uh, the George Morton Levy, Mike. And uh, it was a great, great effort for Let Us Rock Them left for uh, post position number eight and uh, was able to get a good spot grinding first over. Foiled again was uh, challenged by uh, Tekoa. They battled by the quarter there before uh, Tekoa cleared, and uh, they finished the mile there in that 151 and 1. That opening quarter was 26 and 2, Mike. And uh, I'll tell you what, we talked a little bit off the air before. Let us rock them, A. The only question about this horse was the eight hole, Mike, and uh, he was able to overcome it. And if you heard our exclusive that we put on Facebook and Twitter before about the three better rock on trainer, Andrew Harris really liked his chances. And I think he was upwards of a 15 to one rounded out, uh, which should be a pretty nice exact to him, Mike. Yeah, definitely. I mean, foiled again. Uh, he, he was surprisingly chased along by Yannick Jingra. I wasn't really uh, expecting as much action as uh, I gave foiled again, you know, to was really, uh, 
was really pressed to the opening quarter. So that worried me when I saw 26 and two, he had to be used very hard. I'm kind of surprised that he hung on for third, but uh, foiled again was chased. There's, I mean, there's really not much to say, uh, no excuse tonight for foiled again, other than uh, he had a very quick opening quarter and then had to deal with some soft fractions in front of him. Now, by the way, the three better rock on went off at 21 to one for that second and let us rock them went off at three to one. And I think we both agreed, Mike, that if let us rock them would have had a better post, he certainly would have uh, gone off a lot less than three to one. Of course. Yeah. He was probably one of the best horses in the field and uh, put in a very big effort for trainer Renee Allard and who better to know Yonkers racetrack than Brian Sears. That's right, and that is the uh, second straight win for a trainer, Renee Allard, won the fourth race with Easy Noah, won the fifth race with uh, Let Us Rock Them, and we'll be hearing from him in our trainer's comments uh, a little bit later on. Plus, we've got uh, just a jam-packed show for this two hours. Mike, of course, we're going to have coverage of the George Morton Levy and a chance to sit down with the president of the SOA NY uh Joe Feraldo, we'll be talking to him uh, probably in about another half hour, 45 minutes or so, uh, a little bit before the Levy. Uh, but uh, just some great, great stuff. We've got uh, Mr. Robinson. Matt Robinson is going to be joining us uh, in just a couple of minutes. He's going to go over his pick five ticket, uh, which, by the way, you can find all of uh, the experts that we've been able to gather up. And they've got pick five tickets on our website at posttimewithmikeandmike.com. Right on the front page, there's a link there you can click uh, and uh, get the uh, pick fives. By the way, that exact the mic, eight three hundred sixteen dollars to try eight three four. Let us rock them. Better rock on. And uh, Takawa paid four hundred and twenty eight dollars. So uh, not some bad prices to get these uh, to get it started, Mike. No, not at all. And I think you know uh, there was definitely it generated some value uh, for Let Us Rock Them because not a lot of people are going to select uh, select the horse out of the eight hole, especially with Foiled Again along the inside. And you know the big thing about Foiled Again, I mean he's a gutsy, gutsy, gutsy twelve year old, but you know the, he just did not get the good trip that like, I expected him to get. So uh, some good value to kick off the pick four in race number five. Right. Uh, moving right along, Mike, there are a couple of changes towards the end of the pick five. So in the 10th race, uh, the open trot, one of the horses that I actually like, number three, dot, 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 dash, has been scratched. He's a field of seven, three, dot, 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 dash, is out of race 10. And in the 11th race, there's a driver change on number seven, Kid PK. Jason Bartlett will drive. That's leg five of the pick five. We're probably not going to be on the air for that. But uh, Jason Bartlett will drive number seven, Kid PK. That's in race number 11 at uh, Yonkers Raceway. But we're waiting on Matt Robinson to give us a call. We're also going to have Matt Rose, Yonkers' very own Matt Rose. And he chimed in with a pick five ticket. You can find that on post time with MikeAndMike.com as well. Uh, He's going to be joining us a little bit later on to talk about his pick five, which starts in race seven with the blue chip matchmaker series final, but sidestepping from the action tonight at Yonkers, by the way, they hung a 14, Mike, uh, back, uh, sidestepping Yonkers a little bit, a couple of other, uh, nice horses will be making, uh, their debuts. Freaky feet, Pete down at Hoosier park. We're going to try to keep an eye on that for you. He's in a, an invite, I believe. And uh, so is always be Mickey at the Meadowlands. He's in an invite against uh, J.K. Endovanera and Rock-Eyed Optimists. A couple of nice horses there. So uh, we'll keep an eye on that action for you as well here tonight. Yeah, definitely. And you can wager on all the Levy action via BetAmerica.com. They've got a lot of uh, great wagering avenues and a lot of ways to load your account through BetAmerica.com. Well, Mike, coming up next is the 
sixth race. It is the uh, they are 14 minutes away. I'm pulling up my program now. I guess I should have been a little bit more uh, a little bit more prepared for what I was going to introduce, huh? Well, it's the blue chip matchmaker uh, series consolation, Mike. A pretty good race, a field debate with seven betting interests. It is, and uh, you know, taking a look here at race six, this this race, you know, is, is one of is more competitive than I think it looks on paper, Mike. Um, I think uh, Andrew Vett is skipping by, of course. Uh, you know, they drew uh, Andrew Vett drew well drawing the rail. Skipping by is a real concern to me as she drew post number seven. Cinemony did not get a good post draw as well, uh, so it's gonna it, it allows this to be a, a little bit more of a wide open race. Yeah, and uh, once we come back from the break in a couple of minutes, we had a chance to uh, sit down and talk with trainer Ron Burke uh, about uh, his combination of Cinemony and Skip and Buy, and you'll be able to hear that. But yeah, you're right. They drew posts uh, five and seven, and uh, last time out, Cinemony drew post one, the blue chip matchmaker, and uh, she tired towards the end. Obviously, that was against Crispy Apple and Celibate, but uh, Skip and Buy even draws worse. She's out in post seven after drawing post one for two straight weeks, and she could muster up a better than the third in her last couple of starts. So post positions obviously will play a factor you've got the the wonder mare andrevet i mean she's the second leading mare of all time and she's quickly closing in uh, on eternal cam nation i think she's about two hundred seventy thousand dollars away but uh you know uh they're hoping she's still got it we're going to hear from jeffrey bayman as well in just a few minutes about the prospects of andrevet um she finished fifth last time she was tired it's her fourth start of the year she still made three hundred sixty three thousand dollars last year an interesting fun fact mike about andrevet Androvet is two of her three wins last year came at the mile and an eighth distance. So is she finding her niche as she gets older? Yeah, I gotta think so. You know, be a magician is another horse that really likes the long distances and has really right. come along well. And they're pointing uh, be a magician actually to the elite lot playoff at the Meadowlands. And it will be really interesting to see if nifty Norman will take be a magician to the, um, to the elite lap, uh, should she prevail? And I'll tell you, she put in a really big effort last night. So I got to think Andrew Vett is going to have a uh, big shot here. Well, Mike, let's take a quick timeout and let's hear from the Standard Red Owners Association of New York. You've got post time with Mike and Mike. We'll be right back. This special presentation of the George Morton Levy on post time with Mike and Mike is brought to you by the Standard Red Owners Association of New York an organization that was founded in 1954 and has diligently represented the owners, trainers, and drivers competing at Yonkers Raceway. Visit them on the internet at soaofny.com or for input or questions, email at soaofny at optonline.net. Again, that's soaofny at optonline.net. The SOA of New York provides its members with fire, disaster, and liability insurance. Negotiates the horseman's contract with Yonkers Raceway. Employs field representatives at Yonkers Raceway. Works with state legislators and employs a lobbyist to represent horsemen at Albany. Administers backstretch personnel benefits for qualified individuals. Awards two annual scholarships to qualified individuals. Maintains committees to actively protect and further the many interests of horsemen racing at Yonkers. And it awards cash bonuses throughout the year to qualified series winning SOA members. For more information, visit them at www.soaofny.com. That's soaofny.com. 
nearly time for the Blue Chip Matchmaker Series Consolation. Race number six on the Arcus program, going for a purse of $75,000. We're joined by trainer Ron Burke, who's got the entry in here, Cinnamony and skipping by. Ron, your thoughts on this duo here? Um, both of them were extreme disappointments in the series. Um, hopefully, this you know could be the start of turning them around. But neither of them were very good either off the series, and uh, hopefully they'll be a little bit better here. With owner Jeff Baymond of Androvet, who draws post position at number one in the Blue Chip Matchmaker Constellation, one of the best pacing mares of all time. Your thoughts on her chances tonight? She's not getting any younger, but uh, as long as she can continue to show us that uh, she wants to do it. Uh, we'll continue to race her, and hopefully tonight drawing a rail actually obviously helps, and, uh, you know, my son will have her ready, so, you know, hopefully she's a go. Here with Jordan Stratton, driver of number five for the ladies, actually draws post position number four here in the Blue Chip Matchmaker Series, Consolation, Philly and Mare Free-for-All. Jordan, your uh, thoughts on for the ladies here tonight? She can get a little cranked up if you leave with her too early, but, uh, you know, if they mix it up like that, start she win in the Matchmaker, she'll be right there at the wire. Here with trainer Renee Allard. Renee has number uh, four. Carol's idea will start from post position number three tonight in the Blue Chip Matchmaker Series Consolation. Your thoughts on her uh, potential performance tonight? Yeah, she's a nice mare. Uh, she's been racing good. Uh, every week she's getting better. Last week she just got, got caught first over, but she raced well the week before she won. I think she's got a fairly good chance. Uh, she's had a decent week, so uh, we'll hope for some luck. All right, we're back on post time with Mike and Mike. Those are the thoughts of some of the trainers for the upcoming sixth race, the Blue Chip Matchmaker Series Consolation, field of, uh, featuring a field of eight with seven wagering interests, the Ron Burke entry of one Cinnamony and one Skip and Buy. Now, we're eight minutes away from a start of that race, and uh, we're going to talk about some of the horses in just a moment for race six. But the pick five starts at race seven, and right now we're joined by one of our all-star handicappers that uh, – we've gathered together to try to break down this pick five for us, which starts in race seven, Matt Robinson. Matt, how are you, buddy? I'm doing good. How are you guys doing this evening? No, I'm doing fantastic. Enjoying this beautiful weather, hoping we can put some money in our pockets, and we're relying on you, my friend. The uh, pick five starts in the race number seven with the Blue Chip Matchmaker Series final. Why don't you tell us about your uh, selections in race seven? Uh, I believe uh, I don't really have my uh, notebook in front of me, but I just got my numbers with me. Sorry about that. Um, I was really looking at the horse number one, the horse number four, and the horse number two. And that's in race seven. So you got the entry of Venus Delight, Crispy Apple, Lady Shadow, and uh, Celibate. So I think you've got that. I don't know. I like a couple of other horses in that race, but you're going one, two, four in race seven. Now, if I'm seeing this right in the eighth race, Matt, you uh, did not single wiggle a jiggle at the seven. Am I right? No, sir, I didn't. No, oh, my. Well, what numbers you got? I got uh, number seven, number six, and number five. He went three deep here, Mike Carter. He went with uh, Limelight Beach, Ideal Cowboy, and Wiggle It Jiggle It. Mike, that might not be a bad strategy if Wiggle It gets beat because you know he's going to be the master key in this pick five. 
Yeah, definitely. Limelight Beach is uh, Limelight Beach is coming off of a couple of what I, I wouldn't call them strong efforts, but you know hasn't been pacing lightly. I mean, 51 is not bad miles coming home in the last quarter of 27. Ideal Cowboy draws to the inside of Wiggle It Jiggle It, so I think that'll make for a uh, interesting race as well. Uh, race nine, uh, there's no show wagering in race nine, Mike. That really messes me up a little bit, but it's the uh, George Morton Levy Series final. It's the free for all pace. And uh, Matt, tell us who you like in this race. Uh, race number nine, I like the three, two, and the one. Now you get six horses for that, Mike. You get one, two, and three. You got three parts of the entry. I think you're pretty safe there. Uh, in the 10th race, it's the open handicap, the three dot, dot, dash is scratch. Give me your numbers there, buddy. I'm looking at number eight, number six, and the number seven. Eight, six, seven, and eight. Post positions were assigned, so you know pretty much that uh, number six, seven, and eight. Who, by the way, Major Athens, Luminosi, and uh, Miladies Monet are the three best in there. Let's wrap it up. Uh, race 11, preferred pace, field of seven. Who are the numbers there, Matt? I just got the three and the number five. Number three and number five. And, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to find out Matt Robinson's uh, pick five ticket, just go to our website, posttimewithmikeandmike.com. Matt uh, kills him on Facebook, and he lets us know what you're saying, Matt. you got a saying that you put on Facebook all the time. What's, what's, your, what's your saying? Get hot, stay hot. Get hot, stay hot. We appreciate you joining us, buddy. Yes, sir. You guys enjoy your evening and cash some tickets. All right, good luck. Uh, that was Matt Robinson. Get hot, stay hot. The guy don't even need a, you don't even need a program in front of him, Mike. He just gets hot and stays hot. <laughs> That's right. Well, Mike, uh, coming up right now is the sixth race. Um, my uh, computer screen kind of went to sleep on me, so they're no longer eight minutes away. They are four minutes away from they're the blue chip matchmaker. And uh, Mike, I got to tell you, this is a very, very competitive field. I know, uh, you know, there's a couple of tough post draws in here. Uh, with Cinnamony and skipping by, and you're actually getting a uh, really good uh, eight to one on that coupling uh, right now, four to five on Carol's ideal. I, I can't really say that this is unexpected uh, for trainer Renee Allard was third in the blue chip matchmaker last week, but one, two weeks ago in one fifty one and three, but I am surprised that Andrew Vedd is eight to one. Well, Renee Allard's looking for, for all three legs of this uh, pick three. One races number four and five. And Carol's Ideal is actually a horse that I like quite a bit, Mike. He, uh, you know, she, I should say, won her prelim uh, two starts back in 51 and three. She was uh, third in the blue chip last year. And she had a pretty good record last year. She was 12 to 26, uh, made $250,000. And uh, she started very fast last year, Mike. She was nine of 10. Uh, and many of those wins came of Yonkers. She was nine wins out of ten starts uh, early last year, so she was tearing it up last year. She's only making her fifth start of the year, so uh, she kind of cooled off at the end of last year, but it uh, looks like she could be getting into shape right now. Like I said, one, two starts back against the likes of uh, Maka Depar and Venus Delight, and a good third-place finish after a good middle move last time against Crispy Apple and Celibate. For the third straight week, Mike, she'll be in post position number three with a weaker field. And uh, I think that uh, four to five is not a very good price. But uh, nonetheless, you can certainly make a case for she's going up against Androvet, Mike. And uh, listen, if I named all of Androvet's achievements right now, we'd probably uh, be here for the next two hours. I mean, she's got 
Uh, four consecutive Dan Patch Awards, four O'Briens, uh, two Breeders Crouch. She's a two-time Betsy Ross winner, Mike, at Harris, Philadelphia, by the way. And, uh, you know, she's got over $3.5 million in earnings. Now, the record I, talk, I spoke of, Mike, she's closing in on Eternal Cam Nation's record of $3.74 million to be the richest female pacer in history. I think she needs roughly around $270,000, and she got sick at the end of last year. So we'll see what uh, Andrew Fett can uh, – can uh, rock and roll here. She's uh, drawn post number one too, and that's certainly going to be a big help. Yeah, four to one is just an amazing price on her right now. I, I would, I love four to one on Androvet. The entry really surprises me, but it doesn't surprise me at the same time at five to one. Well, Mike, uh, we've got the uh, Matt Rose on the program now, and Matt is uh, with Daily Racing Forum Harness, and he also uh, is the charter at Yonkers Raceway. Matt, thanks for joining us tonight. Hey, pleasure to be here. Thanks, guys. Well, Matt, you got an exciting pick five coming up. It's uh, pretty much an all-stakes pick five, uh, if you include the open and the handicap at the or, uh, preferred at the end of this thing. Uh, talk about the first. Uh, talk about the first race a little bit. Race number seven. It's the blue chip matchmaker final, and it's uh, a pretty competitive field. Tell us about your ticket. Uh, definitely competitive race. Uh, we have eight horses, seven betting interests. Uh, we have an entry at Jeff Baymon Jr. entry, Venus Side and Crispy Apple, two classy mares. Unfortunately, they drew post seven and post eight, and neither one of them have, like, a ton of early speed. Uh, so I, I, I think it's really difficult for the two of them to get involved. Uh, I'm actually going to not include them on my tickets. I'm going to zero in on the four celibate N and the five, you're going to kiss me or not. Okay, coming up uh, next in the eighth race, Matt, uh, it's the George Morton Levy Series Consolation, and this race is pretty much a win-or-lose race for Wiggle It Jiggle It, in my opinion. Matt? You know what? I think I put him on mute (laughs) by mistake. Matt, are you there, buddy? Yes, I'm here. All right, we, we we put you on mute there for a second. We know you got to run in a few minutes, so go ahead and roll through your ticket, buddy. No, I, I listen. I'm I'm actually also I'm not charting tonight. <laughs> oh, oh, nice. I'm just I'm Beautiful. just enjoying the races, betting on the races, handicapping the races, having some fun here. Oh, good. Um, yeah, when I said race eight, the Levy Constellation, Wiggle Jiglet, uh, we know the story. We're, we're out of the final, in the final, then drew out of the final, ends up in the Constellation here for a hundred thousand dollars. Gets another bad outside draw, but. Uh, Clearly, he's the horse to beat. Uh, I, I can't imagine Montrose getting away seventh like he got away in the last couple of uh, two out of the last three starts in Levy. He'll be on the move early. And you know what? If he can get an early tuck or find the lead early, they're, they're not going to beat him. And he's going to be the heavy favorite. And he, he will be my key in this big five sequence. And Matt, we talked to Montrell a little bit on Thursday in our show, and you know he he talked about how tough it was to leave from the outside because horses to the inside tend to leave a little bit more. Do you see anybody to his inside that might be able to beat him to the first turn? Uh, you know what, a horse that intrigues me the 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 four even and a pleasure. Uh, Brian Seas is driving for the training Tony O'Sullivan. This horse has shown a ton of early speed uh, on occasion. Last week, he fired up the seven hole at 62 to one, found a pocket, ended up in the three hole, paced evenly to the wire. I, I definitely think he can leave the gate. We've seen Limelight Beach, the five of the young Jingra, leave the gate, but, but he's also proven the last few weeks that he's been better off the pace. Uh, Santa Fe Beach Boy, uh, Richard Banker, this, this horse uh, has a win in the Levy in 152. Uh, interesting that Jason Bartlett is not driving, Brett Miller's driving. 
Jason Barnum, for whatever reason, is is not driving the Richard Danko horses tonight. I really don't know why. But with that said, uh, this horse has a, 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 he obviously has a ton of ability, has a 15-2 win here. Maybe he can push off. Uh, ideal Cowboy is a legit contender, but I, I don't know if he can fire out. I, I have to believe Montreal Teague is going to be firing here. Uh, even if he gets hung up wide early, I, he can't come from seventh in this race. I have to believe he'll be he will be forward replaced and uh, firing out. And maybe he can clear the lead, and we'll, we'll hope for the best. We'll hope for the best from there. I mean, he will be the heavy favorite, and uh, I, I got to lean on him as my key. And Matt, the ninth race is the Levy Series final, and it features the likes of Biddle the Legend and Take It Back Terry, both horses I actually used in my Pick 5 sequence. Uh, with there only being five betting interests in here, it kind of makes this race just a little bit difficult as far as a betting angle is concerned, but uh, I know you um, I know you singled Biddle the Legend. You know what, yeah. gentlemen, let me, hey, gentlemen, let me call an audible before we get to the Levy Finals. Matt, can you hold on just for a second? I want to get to the call of the sixth. Sure. Okay, well, I'm going to put you right on hold, and uh, Mike, we've uh, they're going to the gate right now. This is race six. It's the Blue Chip Matchmaker Consolation. Carol's Ideal is six to five. Andrew Bed right now is two to one, and uh, we're going to send it out to uh, beautiful Yonkers Raceway, the Hilltop, with the call of the Blue Chip Matchmaker Consolation to our good buddy John Hernan as they straighten out on to the stretch. Race six, Yonkers. Field is on gate. They're off. Andrabet in it to win a fortune left for the lead. Coming away in third was Carol's Ideal in four of the ladies. But a good early speed tonight from Andrabet. Andrabet peels off here to lead by three on in it to win a fortune. It's a length and a half back third to Carol's Ideal, then four of the ladies in fourth. Pacing fifth is Cinnamony, then a gap of two to Kelly by the beach, then it's skipping by eighth and last is Jungle Genie, and now a quarter move coming from Carol's Ideal, and Dan Dubay up to challenge and take the lead from Andrabet at the quarter pole, and it's win of fortune is third, followed by four of the ladies in fourth to an opening quarter, clocked in 28 seconds flat. Cinemonies, fifth and six and a half lengths from the lead, and a gap of two, Galley by the beach, uh, then comes skipping by, and Jungle Genie can see them all. They pass by us the first time, and Carol's Ideal at even money. Carol's Ideal made the top and leads it by two. Andrabet now sitting the pocket in third is in it to win a fortune as for the ladies is about to come to the outside fourth and Cinnamony goes right with her in fifth two and a half back six is galley by the beach the half mile 57 seconds just a 29 seconds second quarter bringing up the rear are skipping by and jungle genie they head up the back stretch all in pursuit of Carol's ideal. She leads it by a length with Andrevet looming in the pocket on the outside for the ladies in third. Set up second over fourth is Cinnamony just three lengths from the lead. Down toward the inside in it to win a fortune is mired in traffic. Down on the inside is skipping by side by side there with Galley by the Beach and Jungle Genie a non-factor. Three quarters at 124 and three. 27-3, third quarter in the Blue Chip Matchmaker Series. Consolation coming to the top of the stretch. And Carol's Ideal sneaks off the lead. And she leads it now by two and a half. In second is Andrevet. And then in third on the outside for the ladies toward the inside. It's in a, to win a fortune. And then comes Cinnamony down to the line. And Carol's Ideal was sharp in the Consolation. She won it by three and a half. Andrevet second from in it to win a fortune in 152 and one.
There you go, 152-1 and one performance from Carol's Ideal. I liked her until I saw the 4-5 to five price. I wasn't too crazy about the 4-5 to five price, but nonetheless, she was uh, very good in that particular race, uh, winning uh, by 3.5. It looked like going away under pretty confident Dubai handling uh, over the uh, the two-horse uh, Andrevet, who I believe held second over uh, in it to win a fortune, who was uh, trying to get up the inside uh, for a second, she finished there and picked up a minor there, Mike. But uh, one of the surprises I've had was, uh, or I saw, was for the ladies. I mean, this is a horse that usually is never in this kind of position, and she tried to grind away tonight, and uh, she weakened the fourth. But uh, Carol's ideal is the real deal, and uh, Renee Allard is red hot. Yeah, she definitely proved that uh, she was the best among this competition tonight. I'm really kind of impressed by um, – Cinemony, who was on the outside, and uh, Cinemony put in a big effort considering she had to come from post five, of course, skipping by broke around the turn. So uh, it was a big mile for Carol's ideal. Yeah, let's get Matt Rose back on the line. Matt, you still with us? Yeah, I'm here. What'd you What'd you think about Carol's ideal running up the score on that one? <laughs> well, she she was my top choice, and she was my six four single ending here in race six, and my two four single going ahead, going uh, going along in the second leg. Um, listen, she was a lazy winner. Uh, I'm sorry, a blue chip matchmaker winner two back with a big brush on the back stretch. She's a proven entity, like you said, Renee Allard has been razor sharp. She had a perfect, it was able to slow down her early quarter move. I think once she hit the lead and won a pretty soft clip, it was over, especially with Andrew Vett, who's obviously uh, 3.4 million in the bank. She just hasn't really, she's not bad, but she hasn't been the same coming back this season. I was very confident once Carol that they hit the lead and, uh, she coasted on from there, paying, I guess, a halfway decent four dollars. <laughs> yeah. I've seen worse. I've seen worse even money shots. That's for sure. Yeah, that, that's the truth. Well, Matt, let's jump back into this pick five sequence into race number nine. It's the Levy Series final. We were talking about, you know, betting angle wise. Uh, this isn't uh, the best wagering race, but it, it sets up as an interesting race for the uh, pick five in the sense that if somebody like. I don't know, Mockitso or Texican pulls off the upset, it's going to uh, kind of hinder the price just a little bit. Matt, can you hear me? I think we lost Matt. I think we lost Matt this time. I don't think I've got him muted this time. <laughs> no, he, he's got the red light on. I see the, uh, I see the red light on. Matt, Matt can you hear me? Well, listen, Matt, if you could hear out there, why don't you give us a call back? We're going to exit that call. Why don't you give us a call back, and uh, and we'll uh, finish out that uh, pick five ticket. By the way, Mike, that pick three paid 45. That pick four paid 57. That's what it was. Matt probably rushed to the window to get his 57 bones, and uh, it come four, two, three. So congratulations to uh, Carol's ideal. Renee Lawrence swept that early pick three there. Andrew Bent finished second uh, in it to win a fortune, finished third. I thought Andrew Bent raced pretty good. I mean, she was in the pocket the whole way, but I thought she certainly raced very very well and i think we've got matt back on uh, uh mike matt are you there i'm here i was i was here the whole time can you hear right. me? oh okay well we, yeah I, I thought maybe you went to cash your pick for a 57 dollar ticket <laughs> uh yeah i'm All here right. i've been here the whole time so we'll, we'll dive back into race nine if you guys can hear me yep fine yeah, good okay i was saying yeah it's a quality eight horse field it's a shame that there's three coupled entries here so only five betting interests and the, 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 most, the two most logical horses here, take it back, Terry, and a bit of a legend, Drew, post one and two. So it, it, might, not, it might not make for the best betting race, but it certainly should be interesting. 
And, and my key here is the entry of Bit of a Legend in Texican, but obviously focusing on Bit of a Legend. Uh, he's got post two. He, he's rated at five two in the morning line. I got to believe he's going to be the favorite here. Uh, he he is my pick five key. Uh, I, I've been on the ban- I've been on his bandwagon since his first week when he showed up uh, shipping him from from New Zealand. I don't see any reason to jump off the bandwagon now. So from this spot, I think he can stalk and he can blow right by. Yeah, Matt, I, you know, I've been big on uh, Takawu uh, ever since he came over. Unfortunately, he's been a little bit of uh, not really a disappointment, but uh, just kind of a little bit flat against some of the better horses. But a bit of a legend, and some of these horses coming from New Zealand are really uh, rocking the house at Yonkers. Uh, let's yeah. take a look at race number 10. It's the uh, open handicap, and this race uh, seems a little bit more wide open than the uh, first couple of legs. Uh, it certainly is. Uh, we do have a scratch here. Uh, the three dot 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 dash is a nice quality mare who I thought had a small chance here, and I did originally include her in my pick five ticket. Uh, she scratches, leaving the field of seven. Clearly, the 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 headline horse here is the eight, Milady's Monet, who uh, made made his Yonkers return start last week and basically won as he pleased with Jason Bartlett on the bike. Uh, was able to, to get the lead by the quarter and raided and sprinted home easily. However, that that was a five horse field last week. Now he's assigned post eight, which is now post seven. He doesn't have a ton of early speed, and there are some speed types inside of him. So while he is the, the feature horse and the horse to beat, uh, I, I did not key him here. Uh, I originally used the one, three, six, and eight. Obviously, he's narrowed down to the one, six, and eight. Major Athens has been uh, the six has been a, a, has really done close to nothing wrong uh, this year at Yonkers. Ten starts, 106,000 in the bank. And the one uh, Allerage star, uh, Yannick Ginger, driving for Julie Miller, she has she, uh, she has a ton of speed. So while Malay's one day is the top choice, uh, I, I'm I'm ending up going three deep here using the one, six, and the eight. You know who really sticks out to me in this race, Matt, is the six, Major Athens. And I actually used uh, Major Athens and Milady's Monet in my pick five sequence. The, the big thing that I liked about uh, Major Athens uh, is that he really – well in those mile and a quarter races both from the outside so i think that he can handle the outside post uh, a little bit uh, a little bit better but he lost by a head from post eight last week i think three to one would be a good price on uh, major athens wouldn't you yeah you, you probably you'll probably get around i would say you get around two to one i'm the latest one is going to take money luminosity we didn't even mention yet and i didn't i didn't include any he's a quality mayor from the ron burke stable he actually beat the uh, uh major athens last week but he had to jump on him from a from the one post one inside of Major Athens. Yeah, Major Athens has done nothing wrong last week. wasn't aggressively handled, but he saved ground and he got clear up the inside. And he rallied well. Like you said, those mile and quarter races, he was parked for like more than a half a mile the first half, and then he just kept going when he was on the lead. Uh, he, he's done absolutely nothing wrong, and he, he certainly is could definitely the co-favorite here with the ladies one day, and, and possibly. Wouldn't shock me if he went off the betting favorite here. So I I, I used three originally four horses. Major Athens is one of them. Alleridge Star, something funky happens. Uh, I think he's speeding up the win. And obviously you got to include the ladies Monet, but it will be a tougher trip uh, tonight than it was last week. Matt, race 11 features a field of preferred handicap pacers, and it's a uh, – listen, this is a very good field of uh, open or preferred handicap pacers, and uh, I like the four. Uh, Mr. Bling A coming in from overseas just a little bit. Who do you like in this race? It's funny. I looked at this race. It's a preferred handicap. They assigned posts one through seven. 
I looked at the race. I thought they could, this could have been an open draw. That's how wide open the race is. It turns out they took the two horses coming out of 50 claimers last week, fans escaping Sid PK, and they signed those two horses post six and seven. Uh, I originally tossed both of those horses out and went, I, I thought it was so wide open, I went five deep. I used one, two, three, four, five. Uh, I, I have to add that there's a late driver change that they announced, I think, after the second race tonight. The seven kid PK is picking up Jason Bartlett, uh, which is kind of interesting because I think perhaps he can be more aggressively handled. Uh, he's been firing out hard from the outside post. Uh, I, I might can he, he might that that driver change angle might change my mind a little bit, and I may want to include him. But like you said, it's a it's a wide open race. I use the five inside horses. Mister Bling is another one of those down under shippers that uh, has two decent qualifiers, could be ready to roll. Uh, Moss Fish, the two, has been solid. General Patton has been in career form. The real one is coming off almost a $300,000 season last year. This is a wide-open race, and I, I originally went five deep. I, I may I may actually include the seven-kid PK just because of the driver change angle. Uh, it, it won't make my ticket much bigger because of the scratch in, in race 10. So, you know what? I wouldn't fault anybody for using it all here or going four deep, five deep, six deep. That, that's how wide open a race it is. All right, Matt, to, uh, to wrap us up here, what, uh, give us your pick five ticket. <laughs> okay, my original pick five ticket was the four and the five in this race, uh, starting the, the Bucci matchmaker final, um, with Wiggle Jiggle keyed, with Bit of a Legend keyed, with now what's scratched down to the one, six, and eight in the race 10. And... I originally had one, two, three, four, five racing, uh, finishing race eleven. I, I, I may, in fact, include the seven kid PK because, you know what? If he can leave and he can get near the front, because there isn't really isn't a ton of speed, I'll include him also. So I'm going to go with my revised ticket of four, five, with seven, with two, with one, six, eight, with I want to say one, two, three, four, five, seven, but at, at this point, I might as well use it all. <laughs> But, uh, you, you might as well, because you know what? It's the horses that are going to leave off. You know darn good and well that what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know what? If I'm going that deep, and there's no reason to go six deep in the last case and not go seven deep. And the ticket is not that expensive for a 50-cent play, considering that I have two keys and I've narrowed it down to three horses in the fourth leg. So you know what? I'm going to advise my ticket. I'm going to use it all in the last leg. Sounds good, buddy. Matt Rose, we certainly appreciate you joining us. And uh, real quick, we talked to John Hearn and the announcer on Thursday. And, you know, he had that call last week, uh, the great stretch call between uh, uh, Wiggle It, Jiggle It and Bit of a Legend that ended up in a dead heat. And he was posting on Facebook all day about how he was sick. And then in the interview, he said a, a co-worker got him sick. You weren't that uh, party, were you? <laughs> he's, been blaming, he's been blaming me for the last week and a half. And you know what? He is a true professional. He's been he's been coughing and hacking and wheezing the last week or so. And I actually commented on him last night. He actually turned off the mic in the middle of the race. I think about about the three quarter pole. He actually clicked off the mic so he could cough, clear his voice. And I said to him, you know, in in, in sixteen years of knowing you, I don't think I've ever seen you do that before. Uh, but he is a true professional and he's a trooper. And as sick as I got him, uh, he's still plodding along and uh, he's doing a great job tonight. All right, we found the guilty party. Matt, we certainly appreciate it, buddy. Good luck, and uh, should be a good rest of the card over there. Yeah, should be. Thanks a lot, guys. I appreciate it. All right, no that was Matt. That was Matt Rose, and uh, well, we we got down to the mystery of who got hurt in six. So he is guilty as charged. Mike, let's can we take a real quick timeout? 
And uh, when we come back, we'll break down the uh, the uh, blue chip matchmaker. There's only two minutes to post, so probably with the drag, it'll probably be six or seven minutes. You've got the special edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, brought to you by the uh, SOA of New York. We'll be back. This special presentation of the George Morton Levy on Post Time with Mike and Mike is brought to you by the Standard Bread Owners Association of New York, an organization that was founded in 1954 and has diligently represented the owners, trainers, and drivers competing at Yonkers Raceway. Visit them on the internet at soaofny.com or for input or questions, email at soaofny at optonline.net. Again, that's ny at optonline.net. The SOA of New York provides its members with fire, disaster, and liability insurance, negotiates the horseman's contract with Yonkers Raceway, employs field representatives at Yonkers Raceway, works with state legislators, and employs a lobbyist to represent horsemen at Albany, administers backstretch personnel benefits for qualified individuals, awards two annual scholarships to qualified individuals, maintains committees to actively protect and further the many interests of horsemen racing at Yonkers, and awards cash bonuses throughout the year to qualified series winning SOA members. For more information, visit them at www.soaofny.com. That's soaofny.com. And it's almost time for the Blue Chip Matchmaker Series Final Race 7 on the Yonkers program, start of the 50-cent pick 5. It's a a Philly and Mare free-for-all going for over $300,000. We're joined now by owner Jeffrey Bayman, who has the entry 1 Venus Delight and 1 a Crispy Apple. They will start from post positions numbers 7 and 8, respectively, here tonight. Jeffrey, your thoughts? Yes, uh, you know... The odds of drawing the seven and the eight hole are uh, <laughs> are pretty good, and we didn't, you know, we just didn't draw very well. I mean, two nice horses. It's you know, at Yonkers, it's a big disadvantage with the outside again. Uh, you know, we'll just have to see how it plays out, and uh, you know how the race unfolds. Uh, you know, we're going to need some pace up front to chase, and maybe things fall apart up front, and we can pick up the pieces. Here with driver of Venus Delight, Yannick Gingra. Yannick, uh, just prior to the Blue Chip Matchmaker Series final for over $300,000. First time driving Venus Delight from post seven. What are your thoughts on her tonight? Do you know much about her? No, I've never driven her, but I, I raced against her uh, quite often. And then um, the, uh, you know, I, I know quite a bit about her, even though I, I never drove her, but it's definitely uh, not a pleasure to be asked to drive her uh, at all that kind of here with driver Jordan Stratton. Jordan will be driving number four, Celebid. We'll be starting from post position three in the Blue Chip Matchmakers Series Final Four. Trainer Peter Tritton. Jordan, what are your thoughts on Celebit and her chances here tonight? Yeah, she's very versatile. Uh, towards the end of the year last year, she went five opens in a row all on the front end, but she can do it from behind, too. The last two weeks, she's been charging at the wire. You know, she had a little bad racing luck, kind of got caught on the rail, and, you know, but... Last two weeks, she's she's been had a lot of pace, and I I'm really looking forward to her. 
Here with trainer Renee Allard, trainer of five, you're going to kiss me or not, starting from post position number four in the Blue Chip Matchmaker Series final here tonight, going for a purse of over $300,000. Renee, what are your thoughts on her chances here this evening? Yeah, she's a very nice mare. She just seems like uh, every year she's a favorite in a matchmaker, and she finishes second or third, or she's always like, for some reason, she always wins the elimination, but she never wins the final. Hopefully this year is her year. She trained really well on Wednesday, so uh, hopefully things works out. I think she's as good as them. Uh, Jordan's get the celibate in. I think she'd be good this week. Last week she was a strong second, so I think she's the one to beat. But uh, my man had a real good week, so we're hoping for some luck. All right, Mr. Carter, we're just a couple of minutes away from the Blue Chip Matchmaker and the Pick 5. Real quick, my Pick 5 ticket, I, uh, I'll be like Mr. Robinson. I'll just go right into the numbers. Four, five, six, with 7, with 2, uh, with all, with 2-5. Now, it was a $24 wager before the, uh, before the scratch. I guess it would still be a $24 wager. Mike, what was your ticket? My ticket is uh, two four five with wiggle it jiggle at the seven. I went all in the Levy in case we can catch a price uh, with the six eight with the four five seven. It's a forty five dollar investment. All right, so they're getting ready to go for the blue chip matchmaker uh, right now. The favorite is seven to five. Is the speedy lady shadow from the inside? She's definitely going to be out there and winging. Celibate right now is uh, seven to two on the board. Three to one. Hey, two. You going to kiss me or not, Mike? Real quick before uh, we go to John Hernan, I think sell a bid at seven to two is a fantastic price, and I'm expecting a better trip with George Stratton. I'm liking number six El Raza for a driver Dave Miller, second time driver angle, especially when you got a Hall of Famer. They're in the in the stretch. Here they come for the blue chip matchmaker. Let's turn it to John Hernan. Blue chip matchmaker series final for pacing mares going for over three hundred nine thousand dollars. They're on gate. They're off and on the far outside. Crispy Apple gets the jump on them. Splitting horses in second was Celibate N. Crispy Apple, fast off the mark, makes the top. Coming away in third. That was Lady Shadow. That is two and a half back to Regal Electra in fourth as they find their spots and hit the backstretch. In fifth, you're going to kiss me or not with no early speed. Then a gap of two to Al Razaran. The trailers in the field mock it apart. And Venus Delight last as they approach the quarter pole. And on the outside, it's Selbit and a seize control from Crispy Apple. In third is Lady Shadow to an opening quarter mile in 27 and 1, moving on the far turn the first time. Sitting in fourth, Dietrich and Regal Electra from four and a half lengths away. Nothing yet from You're Gonna Kiss Me or Not. She's a strong fifth to be followed then by Al Raza. Then Maka Par and last year's blue chip matchmaker winner. Venus Delight, she's going to do it again. She's going to have to rally from last. They approach the half mile, and out on the front end is Celibate N at 5-2. to two. Celibate N on the outside. Lady Shadow inching closer. Down on the inside, Crispy Apple, a threatening third. The half mile was hot, 55-3, 28-2 in the second quarter. Down toward the inside, Regal Electra saving ground fourth. You're going to kiss me or not, gets a tap of the whip fifth. Four and a half lengths of the lead on a tight pack now. Dave Miller advancing with Al Raz on the outside. Down toward the inside. Maka Par and Venus Delight is the trailer. It's wide open as they approach three quarters. A tenuous lead for Celibate End getting hounded by Lady Shadow. Toward the inside, Crispy Apple third and knocking on the door. Is you're going to kiss me or not? Squeezing through between horses there was Venus Delight. Down to the inside, Regal Electric. Three deep, Al Raza. 
and Makinapar. They went three quarters and won 23 and two. It's absolutely wide open at the top of the stretch, and the whip has come out on Settlement End, a vulnerable leader now toward the inside. Crispy Apple dropping back, Lady Shadow, and on the outside, you're going to kiss me or not. From late on the scene is Al Razaren. Here's Dubay, and you're going to kiss me or not to take the blue chip matchmaker final. Celibate second, close to third, Al Raza or Regal Electra. And between horses was Venus Delight, 151 and four. I got two words for you, Mike Carter. Renee Allard. He's won every race. It's uh, races four, five, and six, four, five, six, and seven. Every race, basically, we've been on the air has been taken by Renee Allard, Mike. I'll tell you, uh, uh, Celibate put in a monster, monster effort and uh, a heck of a job there by Jordan Stratton. I think, looking at the replay, she might have held on for second over Alraza and on the outside. But how about you going to kiss me or not? A big, big effort from you going to kiss me or not. Well, you know what? She was one of, uh, let's see, she was one of two millionaires in that race. The other one had post day with Crispy Apple, who left very sharply, by the way. Um, but uh, you're going to kiss me or not? Perfectly driven off cover for Danielle Dubain. I was kind of thinking that she was heading back into form. She won three of her last four, uh, closed very, very well. Uh, are you alive in your ticket, by the way, sir? Um, Let's look and see. I am. I think yeah. all of us, except for, oh, no, our good buddy, Matt Robinson, is out, oh, and, Ayers, no. and Ayers Ratliff is out as well. So Ayers is out, and, yeah. uh, and Matt is out. So uh, Well, maybe Matt, give us the wrong, maybe Matt give us the wrong numbers. You know, he didn't have a program in front of him. Yeah, that's possible, too, I guess. <laughs> You get a kiss me or not? Uh, listen, let's give it up to her. I mean, she, you know, she's won the three straight. She's won three of her last four now. Very impressive off cover. Um, like I say, Renee Lawrence, very, very hot. The Blinken presentation now made uh, two. You're gonna kiss me or not? The three hundred nine thousand dollar blue chip matchmaker uh, ser- uh, series winner. Uh, this will put her. Uh, let's see, another hundred and fifty thousand will put her uh, right at around that. Uh, well, she's over one point three now, maybe. Yeah, she's over 1.3, so congratulations to her, seven-year-old mare. And uh, she's finding form at the right time, and she was able to take it down. And we should have prices here in just a second, Mike. Yeah, we should. It was a, definitely an exciting uh, matchmaker final. I'm hoping that the Levy final will be as exciting and uh, as competitive. Were you surprised that Celibate was on the lead here after – well, actually, she yeah, she battled with Crispy Apple. Crispy Apple actually struck the front, but uh, were you surprised Celibate uh, made that early move? I was, you know, I, I think that uh, Jordan Stratton was kind of was he was kind of tired of getting a bad trip. He was, uh, you know, he's gotten boxed in the last couple of weeks. I think uh, he he wanted to try something new. So, you know, I'm not not going to blame him at all. Five to one was a great price. You got to kiss me or not at five to one, and Al Razana at five to one. All of these horses were uh, were you know very reasonable, and the trifecta for this is going to be 143 dollars. So that's not a bad price for a two dollar investment. No, those are the three horses I used, four, five, six in the uh, to start the pick five. And if I'd have used them in the try or box them, it would have been $143 richer. The per paid $27.80. You're going to kiss me or not, returns $8.30 to win. So congratulations to the connections. You're going to kiss me or not, your 2016 Blue Chip Matchmaker Series final winner. We've got the Levy Consolation coming up, uh, Mike, next in race eight. I'm imagining they're going to put uh, – probably about 13 or 14 minutes to post up on the board. And, uh, you know, I would say wiggle and jiggle it would be a, a locker-roo, but uh, Renee Lawrence won the last four races, and he's got number three, do me that again, who's last year's uh, Levy champ. So 
I don't think we could throw Doomy that again uh, to the curb just yet here, Mike. No, I don't think so at all. And uh, unfor- I hate to say that, figuring that I left Doomy that again out of my pick five ticket. Well, Mike, well, so uh, let's give a pri- I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say so did I. I. Did you key wiggle it, jiggle it too? I keyed wiggle it. No, I think actually I took two horses in here. Hold on. Let me take a look at my ticket again. And I have – I know you didn't put fill your boots in. I know that's a sentimental thing. No, favorite, not but, at all. Yeah. Fill your boots I did not put in. Actually, I did key wiggle it, jiggle it here. Um, so we'll we'll have to wait and see. I know a bunch of us keep wiggle it, jiggle it. Ayers Ratliff took, has the three and the seven in this race. I know uh, his ticket is dead, but – the uh, three and the seven uh, is who he has here. And uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Our good friend Garnett Barnsdale uh, singled the seven. And, of course, Matt Robinson, who was on the show earlier, has the five, six, and seven. Well, Mike, are you ready to give away a hat? I think so. Let's do it. Uh, I'm watching Frank Drucker interview Renee Allard and Danielle Dubay. And listen, before we give away that hat, Mike, uh, a couple of thank yous to get, to uh, pass out. First of all, thank you to all the trainers and drivers that uh, gave us their time. You're going to be hearing from them as the show wears on uh, before each and every race uh, with that uh, little bit of a music background uh, that you've heard the first couple of uh, times. And a very special thank you to the Standard Bread Owners Association of New York for working with us to put this together. Uh, tremendous people out there, Alex DeDoyne. We're going to hear from Joe Feraldo pretty soon uh, as well. And uh, one more. Big thank you to Pass Out. Big thank you to all the people that have shared us on Facebook and Twitter. And we're going to try to repay at least five of them back because we're going to give away a hat. And uh, without further ado, Mike, let's let's give away our first post time with Mike and Mike Gear. It's a hat, nice baseball hat, courtesy of our good friends at Embroidery Unlimited. Visit them online, embroideryunl.com. Jim Winsky does fine work there, Mike, fine work, all great quality stuff. Yeah, he does. The hats look great. we got some polo shirts and some jackets, so uh, we're really excited about some of the gear that we've got. We're going to have some T-shirts as well to give away uh, in future broadcasts, but our first hat is going to go to our good friend Mike James. Mike James, you have won a Post Time with Mike and Mike hat. You can message us on Facebook at Post Time with Mike and Mike. All right, congratulations to uh, Mikey James. He'll be starting uh, calling pretty soon, 45 days or so. I think he's headed out to, uh, is it North Dakota or South Dakota? He's headed to North Dakota. He's headed to North Dakota, okay. All right, well, let's take a time out, Mike. When uh, we come back, we got Joe Ferraldo up next, or we got him queued for the next cycle? Actually, we got Joe Ferraldo uh, whenever we're ready for him. So Joe Ferraldo right. is coming up next after the break, and uh, we're going to hear more from the SOA of New York it's Post Time with Mike and Mike. We'll be right back. This special presentation of the George Morton Levy on Post Time with Mike and Mike is brought to you by the Standard Bread Owners Association of New York, an organization that was founded in 1954 and has diligently represented the owners, trainers, and drivers competing at Yonkers Raceway. Visit them on the Internet at soaofny.com. Or for input or questions, email SOA of NY at optonline.net. Again, that's SOA of NY at optonline.net. All right, we're visiting here with uh, Joe Feraldo, the president of the Standard Bread Owners Association of New York. Joe, we certainly appreciate you joining us, and uh, we look forward to the partnership here in uh, a special post time with Mike and Mike uh, broadcasting the action of the Levy. Well, we we try to search out quality, and that's how we came across you guys. <laughs> now, tell us, Joe, what is the function uh, of the Standard Bread Owners Association of New York? 
Well, we have many we have many functions. One is to negotiate contracts. One is to try to seek legislation that that'll keep the industry live, expand the industry, make innovation to the industry that uh, hasn't, for a lot of reasons, changed over decades upon decades. Um, and basically represent the horsemen, take care of their needs, take care of a medical plan for them, a retirement plan for them, the people who qualify and race at Yonkers, because uh, we have certain qualifications that they must meet in order to, to participate in our plan. Uh, but anyone who participates at Yonkers Raceway, whether or not they're a member of our association or not, becomes the beneficiary of all of the programs that we have. That's a matter of state law. And, Joe, we, uh, you just talked about the uh, impact of uh, expanded gaming. Talk about exactly what the impact of expanded gaming has had on Yonkers Raceway. Well, it's, it's, it's increased the bottom line uh, because we've, we've expanded the marketplace and thereby expanded our gaming opportunities. We, we first started out sending our signal from Yonkers to Australia. Then that filtered down into New Zealand, and they've major on races at Yonkers Raceway approximately four uh, evenings in a week uh, when we race the four evening. And then we expanded that market again to Europe, to the PMU distribution network, which is, I believe, the second largest in the world, second only to Japan. And uh, that encompasses our signal going to 12,000 betting parlors in France, goes to betting parlors in Germany, the Netherlands, Switzerland, Luxembourg, uh, and parts of the Basque region in Spain. And we're, we're now thinking about the further expansion in other markets, mostly Asian markets. And we're contemplating on May 24th, starting a regular um, co-mingling with the French wagerers in that distribution system that I just mentioned that is run by the Paris Mutual Union, the PMU. And that will start, scheduled to start May 24th. It was supposed to start in April, but we had a little hiccup with the uh, tow companies getting together. They've tested all of the, the signal, the transmissions, etc. They're all very familiar with the rules that govern the distribution of monies here in the United States, uh, specifically in New York. So that's going to start May 24th. And that, that should be big because it should increase the pool sizes that we have here domestically threefold. That's my estimate. Well, in that way, we're working to expand the gambling opportunities and the opportunities for larger gamblers to bet into our product and into our pool. Well, that's terrific, Joe. Uh, shifting gears a little bit, talking a little bit about the George Morton Levy, obviously a, a race and a series um, that has a very big tradition, started at Roosevelt Raceway, continued right along at Yonkers, uh, traditionally a stop for some of the best free-for-all paces in the world in a year-in, year-out basis. And along with that, the blue-chip matchmaker, which has uh, been a stop for some of the best mayor uh, free-for-all uh, paces uh, in the world. Uh, the George Morton Levy certainly did not disappoint last week. The big matchup between Bit of a Legend and Wiggle It Jiggle It, it was all that was cr uh, cracked up to be, obviously ending with a dead heat in the finish. Give us your thoughts on that particular race, and uh, where does that rank amongst uh, the greatest of all time, perhaps? Well, well, that, that race was a spectacular race, and I, and I think Jordan Strat drove a masterful uh, uh, race that evening against Wiggle It and Jiggle It, because personally, I, I kind of think the Wiggle It and Jiggle It, my, my 
this uh, this bit of a legend then uh, if he had a little bit more favorable post position. And, and I think Jordan drove excellently because I think if indeed he did intentionally stall up the backside, then it just indicates to me that he's he's possessed of a lot of gray matter and, and used a lot of strategy in winning that race. Even though it turned out to be a dead heat, he could have, yeah, I think he could have gotten beaten that horse. So it's a spectacular race. And it would have been a great final had uh, Wigglet and Jigglet qualified for it. And he almost did it at the very end. There was some question about the condition combined to the four corners of the, uh, of the race conditions themselves on the awarding of points to winners. And um, it, it got resolved in a way, I guess, that most traditionalists feel were correct. But my feeling was that it would have made for a, one hell of a, a rematch. So it's been a great series. That I, I, I knew George Morton Levy. I remember first running into him at Roosevelt Raceway years ago. And, um, and it's befitting to him and his legacy that this race is named after him. Joe, looking ahead, uh, what can racing fans expect to see in terms of big races and more in 2016 and beyond at Yonkers Raceway? Well, uh, you know, we, we we sit down with management and we do we do reconsider um, modes of enticing horsemen to come here for big events, marquee events. Bringing back the international trot was something we had been working on for some time, and that came to fruition last year, and that'll be raced again this year on October the 15th. It was a spectacular race last year with horses parked the entire mile and a quarter, 10-horse field. It just was exciting racing. One fellow, I believe, went three wide up the backside, uh, um, Puritan horse. Um, it, was a, it was a great race. So it's those kind of races that we expect to see back here. We, we have the purse money. It's a question of how do we most judiciously use it for the benefit of Yonkers, for the benefit of the industry, and the benefit of the sport, obviously. And, of course, on a personal note, Joe, uh, long-time uh, Billings driver, how's uh, how's the Billings going this year so far? Well, the Billings are going very well. They have a, a very extensive uh, race program scheduled for 2016. I've been, I've been racing in the Billings from the inaugural of it many, many years ago. I, I, I hesitate to say how many that it's been. And I'm still in it. And it started at Pompano Park, and I think the final is uh, Sunday, November the 13th at Pocono Down. So, and it must go across, um, gee, it goes from April the 17th to November the 13th. And I don't think there is more than a, a two-week hiatus where there isn't a race going on. So it's, a, it's, it's still big, and it entices people to stay in the business. I've said this for a long time. Amateur racing provides the owners who normally have one function, that is to pay the bill. This now affords them the opportunity to participate. And from the building, there's been an outgrowth of local clubs to accommodate the people who don't want to do all the traveling that the building's involved. So it, it's been a plus-plus for the sport. There were many of our owners, Bobby Krivlin, uh, Robert Heckoff, uh, David Offenberg, myself, Alan Schwartz, who've been in it. And we've stayed in the horse racing business, I think, because of amateur racing. So it continues to be big, popular. And now that the racetracks are short of horses, they seem to be welcoming all of the amateur events, no matter what the venue is, from the Meadowlands to the smallest track in the country. 
Well, Joe, we're certainly looking forward uh, to, obviously, the Billings this year, and uh, we're absolutely looking forward to the big card here tonight at Yonkers Raceway. Should be a blast. Well, I, I hope so. I don't think this, these races are going to disappoint with, uh, you know, horses like uh, Androvet and you're going to kiss me or not, Venus Delight, Wiggle It and Jiggle It, Do Me That Again, P8 Supercam, Bit of a Ledge Fan, uh, Take It Back Terry. I mean, this, 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 uh, this, this is a card laden with talent. Uh, Milady's Monet was just monstrous last week. Um, it's a heck of a card. really is a great card to, to watch and wager on. Welcome back to Post Time with Mike and Mike. We've got some breaking news to report out of Anderson, Indiana, where Freaky Feet Pete is one in 149 and four off a 27 second opening quarter, 55 and two uh, half mile mark. And Freaky Feet Pete kicks off his 2016 season uh, at Hoosier Park. Now, do you think it was done on purpose that Freaky VP just goes 49 and change a couple of minutes before Wiggle It Jingle It is getting ready to go to the post? Do you think there's going to be a nice big feud amongst these horses, including Always Be Mickey, who's going to be racing a little bit later on tonight at the Meadowlands? This is going to be a fun, fun year. By the way, they're getting ready to go to the starting gate. Obviously, Wiggle It Jingle It is one to nine. Real quick, Mike, is there anybody in here you think that could get close? You know, I, I just I don't see it happening. The only horse that I could even consider uh, would be Do Me That Again, and I'll tell you, Do Me That Again at seventeen to one is a uh, is a decent price. All right. Well, the gates are opening up at Yonkers. Uh, it's a field of eight. It's the George Morton Levy Consolation, and uh, we have to think uh, that a lot of Pick Five tickets are riding on the coattails of the Great One Wiggle It Jiggle It. As for the third week in the last four starts, he draws post position number seven. Let's take it out to Yonkers and go to the call of John Hernandez. This field is on gate. There, off Limelight Beach, Wiggle It, Jiggle It, left on the far outside from between horses, Santa Fe Beach Boy, and Do Me That Again. Down to the inside, fifth is Mel Murphy Beach, and an even a pleasure around the turn. So mixing it up here were Santa Fe Beach Boy and Limelight Beach. Here comes Wiggle It, Jiggle It, and Montreal Teague wasting no time putting the big guy in play, and Wiggle It, Jiggle It, up to take the lead. Back and forth is Do Me That Again. Mel Murphy Beach is in fifth, six off the lead. And then it's even a pleasure and ideal cowboy, and three lengths last to find Phil your boots opening quarter was 27 seconds flat at one tonight it is wiggle it jiggle it who's made the top and attained a very easy lead tonight leads it by a length and a half on santa fe beach boy and not far away is limelight beach in third dubay and do me that again last year's levy champion sits in fourth about four and a half lengths from the lead and wanting out from there mel murphy beach is shadowing do me that again as they near the half mile then it's even a pleasure ideal cowboy and at the tail of the field, long shot, fill your boots. They get a half mile. Easy enough. 56 and 1, 29 and 1, second quarter. Very soft for Wiggle It, Jiggle It, who's doing his thing here. Wiggle It, Jiggle It. Leads it by a length and a half. Santa Fe Beach Boy sits the pocket at 19 to 1. Coming first up is Do Me That Again in third. Toward the inside, a bottled up Limelight Beach in fourth. 
Fifth with the inside is Ideal Cowboy. Gapping second over is Mel Murphy Beach from five and a half lengths away. And then even in a pleasure behind Del Cover. And fill your boots. Wiggle it, jiggle it. Strikes three quarters in one, 23 and three. And now they're on the final turn. And the Levy Consolation, wiggle it, jiggle it. Should have plenty in the tank here. But he gets by two. Santa Fe Beach Boys been shadowing the favorite every step of the way. On the outside, do me that again. Third, wiggle it, jiggle it. Now he's kicked away. Wiggle it, jiggle it, doing it all on his own. Wiggle it, jiggle it. Sharp tonight in the consolation. Second was Santa Fe Beach Boy. Third from Doobie Dad again. And then came Limelight Beach and Ideal Cowboy in 151 for Wiggle It, Jiggle It. Mikey no probably couldn't win there. 49 or 48. Well, no surprise there at all. Wiggle it, jiggle it under complete wraps and Montreal Teague laying straight back in the bike coming down the stretch. He just kind of let wiggle it, jiggle it do his thing and uh, not surprised here at all. Well, you know, let me tell you something about this consolation field before anybody jumps out and says he wasn't facing anybody here. Santa Fe Beach Boy has gone 50 and change uh, in the course of his uh, wins. His two wins in the last six starts, he's went 50 and change. Do me that again, won the Levy last year. Um, Limelight Beach was a former Little Brown Jug winner. Ideal Cowboy is a race very good. He's had a first, second, or third in his last four prelims. So this was a pretty tough field of uh, consolation horses and uh, wiggle and jiggle. And make... Oh, man. He made it look easy, 151. And, uh, now, here's the thing. Freaky Feet Pete went 49 and change. A couple of minutes later, wiggle and jiggle and went uh, 51. What does always be Mickey do tonight, Mike? 47 and 3. Forty-seven and three. A lot of people are saying that always be Mickey's the best of this trio. All I can say is, uh, what a great year this is going to be. What a great year this is going to be. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, Wiggle It Jiggle just put in amazing effort here. Granted, now Montreal told us uh, that he's probably going to face more four-year-olds this year, but it'll be interesting to see in the Breeders' Crown when these horses hook up. And, Mike, we're going to be live at the Breeders' Crown. I cannot wait to see this matchup between these three horses. Boy, I can't wait either, and uh, I'll tell you what, it looks like the Confederation Cup is, uh, that's going to be the next stop for Wiglet. Am I right? Did we hear Montreal right on uh, on Thursday? Yeah, Montreal, they're going to the Confederation Cup. They've got the eliminations uh, two weeks before the Battle of Lake Erie, which is on Preakness Day, so it'll be on uh, Kentucky Derby Day, and then the following week will be the final uh, for the, um, will be the final for the Confederation Cup. Now there's the guys in the winner's circle, old Big Mike, uh, caretaker of the year. There was a lot of specials held uh, on him, putting on Facebook and the videos and the interviews. uh, uh, Clyde Francis, the trainer, is there. George Teague, of course. uh, Montrell, who we talked to on Thursday. George Teague, who we talked to the week before. I mean, this is just a very, very special horse. And and Mike, as you can see, he doesn't really like uh, his picture taken. And uh, what do you think? You think he would have won the final? Yeah, you know, uh, it's tough to tell. We're just going to have to wait and see uh, when the final comes up uh, in just a couple of races. Where does that race? We Listen, we've asked a couple of different people now. I've asked John Hernan, asked a couple of different people, where does that race last week between Bit of a Legend and Wiggle It Jiggle It uh, rate among the greatest of all times? What do you think? You know, it's, it's tough to say because I've seen him face um, – I've seen him face lost for words at the jog, and that's still, in my opinion, is probably one of the greatest races of all time. Definitely rates up there, but I want to see these two hook up once again. 
By the way, that pick four paid $123.50. That's very generous. The trifecta yeah. paid $29. I think that's very generous because really Santa Fe Beach Boy, uh, do me that again, and Ideal Cowboy are probably the only three horses that you can put under them. And uh, the exacta paid nine ten with uh, Wiggle the Jiggle and Santa Fe Beach Boy. So who says that there's not money to be made when a, a two dollar and ten cent horse crosses the finish line first? Well, that's you know I say it all the time. You can win with a chalk. You just got to know how to play the chalk. Well, Mike, uh, right. let's, let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and uh, real quick before we take our next time out, let's go ahead and give away another hat uh, to one of our lucky uh, lucky people. And we're using random.org. For those of you who are wondering, you know, it's kind of – it's a random number generator. It's just kind of spitting things out. And, Mike, uh, you're, you're going to laugh at this one. Jordan Stratton is getting one of our hats. What? Jordan Stratton. Uh, he's following us on Twitter. He shared our thing, and uh, his number came up. So what can you do? All right. Jordan Stratton, congratulations. Now, do you think we can get him to wear it during a race? <laughs> that would be fun. Or maybe well, you listen, know what? Maybe they, listen, they, they've got the Walsh. They've got the Walsh patches and everything else on. I mean, get them to wear it during a race. So, you know, we, you could fit the bill for it, however much he charges. Yeah, right. That's exactly what I'm going to do. You got a couple of extra bucks. Right? You listen, you got a couple extra bucks laying around from all your your show bets. There's Montreal right now with uh, Frank Drucker. And congratulations to Montreal and and uh, all the group there. And you know what? Let me tell you something. Not only these guys, the Teagues, but all these uh, guys and gals that we've interviewed and talked to throughout the uh, five or six months, four months that we've been doing this is everybody has been just so great uh, as far as giving us interviews and being very accessible with their time. So we certainly want to thank everybody for that. But uh, congratulations to Wiggle It Jiggle It. This year is only going to get better. We'll have to keep an eye out for uh, how always be Mickey does, Mike. But uh I'll tell you what, let's get to that timeout because we've got nine minutes to go for the Levy final, and we really want to delve into that race. I don't think we have any interviews or anything in between, so we could really get down to the nuts and bolts of this uh, George Morton Levy. And uh, you're alive in the pick five, right? Yes, uh, a couple of us are alive and a couple of us are not. Of course, all of us had Wiggle It Jiggle It, so if you're alive in the pick five uh, that one of us played, chances are you're alive now uh, thanks to Wiggle It Jiggle It. All right. Well, let's take a time out. Let's hear from uh, the uh, Standard Bread Owners Association of New York. And when we come back, we're we're going to go. Uh, we're really going to dissect this George Morton Levy final, which is coming up next in race nine. You've got uh, the special edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike. We'll be right back. This special presentation of the George Morton Levy on Post Time with Mike and Mike is brought to you by the Standard Bread Owners Association of New York organization that was founded in 1954 and has diligently represented the owners, trainers, and drivers competing at Yonkers Raceway. Visit them on the internet at soaofny.com or for input or questions, email at soaofny at optonline.net. Again, that's soaofny at optonline.net. Well, it's nearly time for the main event on this Yonkers program on this Saturday night, the George Morton Levy final for a purse of $609,000. Right now, we're joined by trainer Ron Burke, and he's uh, training the duo that has earned the morning line favoritism status. Thank you, Terry, and all bets off. Ron, your thoughts on your duo here in the Levy final? Yeah, no, I'm very happy with especially Terry. He drew a great spot. 
you know, all that's always seems to show up in big races. But, uh, you know, it's going to be a wild race. I, I, I see many different ways how the fit fall out. But I, I like the idea of ours to get carried the week off last week. I thought that it could be an advantage. And you know, as hard as the other horses all race through the series, I'm hoping it will be a little bit fresher. It's maybe a little bit quicker over the edge. Driver Jordan Stratton joins us now just prior to the George Morton-Levy Series Final. And, uh, Jordan, first of all, before we ask about what you think of the final in the race here tonight, talk about the last quarter of that race last week. Well, a bit of a legend, and Wiggle It, Jiggle It ended up in a dead heat. Uh, you know, I had, a, I had a great horse on my back, but at the same time, my, my horse, you know, he's no slouch either, and I know he can sprint with the best of them, but... I was a lot more confident at the head of the stretch than I was halfway down the stretch. You know, wiggle it, jiggle it, he just doesn't go away. And, you know, down by the wire, I really had no idea who won. And in the end, it was a dead heat. Let's concentrate on the race tonight. You draw post two with Bit of a Legend, who, as we mentioned, is a perfect five for five in the Levy series. Your thoughts on the race and final tonight? Yeah, obviously the draw at Yonkers is a big thing, but, you know, no matter what you draw Anything could happen when you go for this kind of money, and you know it's a bunch of good horses. I think this year's Levy is definitely uh, the stiffest competition it's been in the past couple of years, and you know I really don't know what's going to happen in the final. Owner Jeffrey Bayman joins us now on the program. Jeffrey, you've got the, the dynamic duo of PH Super Cam and Market So. Market So's won his last two. PH Super Cam's coming second in his last two. Post three for PH Super Cam, post seven for Market So. Your thoughts on the big one tonight? Uh, again, uh, drew a little bit better here. Uh, PH Super Cam won it two years ago. Uh, super on a half mile. Uh, you can sprint with the best of them for a quarter mile. and you know, Makoto is a little better off the pace, so uh, if you know, if I had to choose, PH drawing inside a mock helps us. Uh, again, I mean, take it back, Terry drawing the rail and and uh, a bit of a legend drawing the, the two hole certainly puts an interesting twist on the race. So it, that this race is going to be all about the trip. Here with Andrew Harris, trainer of Luke and Hanover, starting from post position number eight. Here we go again, two eight posts. Uh, tonight for you, Andrew, and uh, what are your thoughts on Luke and Hannibal? What uh, does he have to do to win tonight? The first two legs, obviously great. He was nice and fresh. He was, he was exactly where I wanted him to be. And then we got some bad draws, and we, we managed him a little bit and, uh, you know, raced him accordingly. Um, you know, he's he's obviously a better horse, too, and uh, when he gets fun, he's obviously not going to get fun from here. So he's also in that same situation where he's got to hope for a little bit of action up front. And I think in this race we'll see that kind of action. Welcome back to Post Time with Mike and Mike Carter alongside of Mike Bozich on this very special Saturday night George Morton Levy final uh, special show. And Mike, we got some history to talk about, don't we? Yeah, they're four minutes away. At least the Morton shows four from the uh, from the George Morton Levy series final. Eight betting interests, or excuse me, five betting interests. Eight horses total for a purse of over six hundred thousand dollars. So probably with the drag, we've got about seven or eight minutes before we dissect this field. George Morton Levy, for those of you that don't know, was the founder of Roosevelt Raceway. He built Roosevelt Raceway. Get this, Mike, in the field where Charles Lindbergh began his transatlantic flight to Paris. 
how much uh, history is in that particular parcel of land. But uh, Levy was the first to introduce a mobile starting gate back in 1946 because he was having a problem with uh, recalls. Uh, with the uh, the old manual system, so to speak, and uh, he is often considered the father of night harness racing. He passed away in 1977, so this is uh, who it's named after: George Morton Levy, the founder of Roosevelt Raceway and the fo- the uh, father of night harness racing. Mike, wow, that's uh, some good information to know. Well, Mike, the uh, the championship race is what I'm going to call it. Is coming up next, and Mike, we've got a uh, some Yannick Jingra colors that we're going to give away if uh, anybody but Take It Back Terry, uh, post number eight, Luke and Hanover in the three A mock it so can win. Somebody's walking away with a pair of Yannick Jingra colors. Let's take a look at the field. All right, let's do it. Take It Back Terry starts from post position number one, a seven year old uh, gelding. Uh, Ron Burke's the trainer. George Brennan is the driver. By the way, this is George's favorite horse to drive, and I can't imagine why, but uh, it might be because he's uh, one of four millionaires in this race. He's won three of four Levy prelims. Like we said, he's got over a million dollars in career earnings, and as a matter of fact, Mike, Ron Burke uh, talked about this horse, and his description of Toykit Bacteri was as a poor man's foiled again. I read that in DRF a little while back. But uh, last year, he had a second-place finish to do me that again, uh, who raced in the the uh, consolation here tonight. And uh, another fun fact about Take It Back, Terry, Mike, that a lot of people may not remember was that he was the 2015 Gold Cup and Saucer winner uh, that uh, was uh, delayed that day, Mike, because of that thunderstorm. You remember that day? Well, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, I remember it well. And the fact that Take It Back Terry draws the rail can only help driver George Brennan out. I think that he is one of the only chances um, of beating a bit of a legend in this field. You're going to have to knock about a three-fifths to four-fifths of a second off, but I think Take It Back Terry has got a shot to really do uh, do some damage in this field. The 1A is all bets off, who has been kind of disappointing throughout the George Morton Levy series. Mike, uh, Two, three starts back, he was a winner by a length in uh, uh, 151 and three over Wiggle Jiggle. But Wiggle Jiggle drew post seven that night. Granted, it says that all bet off one handily, but you know I, I just haven't been all that impressed. I'm not. Uh, I'm not too sure that I like all bets off against this group. Well, he does have some cred. I mean, he's the youngest horse in the field, but he is the leading money earner. He's made over $1.6 million. He is a last year's Confederation Cup winner, and that's where Wiggle Jiggle it is headed. Uh, speaking of uh, the Confederation Cup, he also won the Messenger, the Rooney Final, and New York Sio Stakes event. So All Bets Off does have some credibility, and he does have some speed, and he starts from post five here tonight. Now, coming up next is the two bit of a legend, and of course, this entry is one to two currently right now. Uh, not so much because of Texican, but we'll get Texican in a minute. But bit of a legend has won five straight George Morton Levy races, including dead heating with Wiggle It Jiggle It last week in 151 and two. I got to think that a uh, bit of a legend is going to get a better trip this week, but the question is going to be who's going to get to the first turn first? Is it going to take it back, Terry, or bit of a legend? If it's anything like I think it's going to happen, I think take it back, Terry is going to drop back into the pocket, kind of let George Stratton set his own fractions, and then come firing home late. 
Race shape means everything. Uh, Peach Ritten, the trainer, he's 65 years old, and he said this is the best horse he's ever had. And down under, he's won the Breeders' Crown in Australia at age two and age three. He finished second at age four. And uh, one of the things about Australia and New Zealand, like the people don't realize, is once horses reach an elite level there, they can never drop down in class. And he won 19 of his first 46 starts. Since then, he went one for his next 17. And that's when uh, Peach Ritten brought him over here, and he's uh, responding to the North American uh, racing surfaces just fine, if you ask me, Mike. Definitely. Well, post position six features Texican, and Texican, the 2A, is uh, finished well, missing by a neck to Makitso last week. Uh, he's actually lost to Makitso a couple times over the past couple of weeks. He just hasn't been that impressive to me. He likes to finish second, and that worries me against this kind of a field. Yeah, $647,000 plus in career earnings. First time Yannick Shingra. He obviously will need some racing luck here tonight. The 3PH Supercam has made over a million dollars, 1.298 to be exact, and finished a game second in the Levy uh, preliminary last week. I got to think uh, PH Supercam's had a little bit of a shot, and he's been improving each and every week. Yeah, he's the 2014 Levy champion, and as a matter of fact, he was dominant in the prelims last year. Uh, you know, Mike, uh, interesting thing about this horse, through 2012, uh, until they got him, he was uh, kind of a little bit of a, a poor man. I mean, 89 uh, starts, he only had 17 wins, only had $91,000 of earnings. Most of his starts came in Maine, and, uh, you know, then uh, Simon Allard, claim, or uh, rather, Rene Allard claimed him for $20,000. The Baymans got him for 30, and that's when PH Supercam really turned it up, so a really good story. Uh, PH Supercam uh, draws uh, post position number three here tonight. A good chance for driver Jason Bartlett. Makitso gets stuck on the outside, and that's really a shame because I've got to think that Makitso would have had a definite chance against this group had he drawn towards the inside. He's won two of his last three starts against the Levy, uh, Levy horses. Granted, he's only been facing the likes of, say, Takawu and Texican, not so much bit of a legend. But, you know, beating Doomy that again two starts back is uh, nothing to shy away from. No, last year's upset winner in the William Houghton at the Big M, like you said, he's uh, the second leading money earner in the field with over $1.3 million, but you have to think post seven certainly going to be a hindrance for him tonight. Post four features Texas Terror N, who is the uh, lowest money earner in the field over a career, $173,000. One of the uh, not-so-likelies in this field, and of course, Luke in Hanover, who draws post eight, is going to be, uh, be tough as well. Yeah, Texas Terror was a 49 to 1 winner in the preliminary and the preliminary leg, uh one of the Levy and uh Luke and Hanover won his first four starts of the year and uh, kind of tailed off uh was the uh, $250,000 New Jersey Classic winner at 3 on Hambo Day a $47,000 purchase. Post eight's going to be a tall order. Mike, well, they're getting ready to go to the gate. Who's your final pick? I'm going with Take It Back Terry. Thank you back, Terry. I'm going with Biddable Legend. John Arnon's getting ready to call. This is at the main event, the $609,000 George Morton Levy Series Final. Uh, no show wagering. Sorry for your luck, Mr. Carter. Here we go. It's the main event, race nine, the Levy Final from Yonkers. John Arnon, take it away, my good friend. This field is on gate. 
They're off in the Levy final, out quickly in the center of the track. All bets off and from between horses, bit of a legend, and on the inside, take it back, Terry. Take it back, Terry, bit of a legend. And a three wide, all bets off toward the inside, PH Supercam got away in fourth. Texas Terror is in fifth by two, then Texican and Mocketso, and two and a half to the trailer. That is Luke Can Hanover up the back stretch. And the entry one two here is all bets off. Seizes control from Take It Back Terry. And Bit of a Legend's going to look to take it away from all bets off. PH Supercam is tracking in fourth. It's two and a half back to Texas Terra. Like the Mexican, the opening quarter was 27 seconds flat. Moving on the far turn the first time. The two trailers are Mocket So and relegated to last is Lucan Hanover. So Bit of a Legend looking to go six in a row here as he takes the field down to the half mile, leading it by a length and a half. All bets off. Is second, relegated to third, is take it back, Terry, under a strong bread and hold. And Bartlett and PH Supercam is fourth. Texas Terra looking to flush out PH Supercam. Mission accomplished there. Then Texican, Mockitso, and Lucan Hanover shoots the gap the inside. 55 and 2 for the half mile. 28 2 second quarter, halfway home in the George Morton Levy Series final. And the race goes through Bit of a Legend. Bit of a Legend leads it by a length on the outside. Take it back, Terry, chipping away toward the inside. All bets off in the hunt in third. Right there, PH Supercam knocking on the door in fourth. Down toward the inside, fifth is Texican. And then on the outside, Texas Terra. Down toward the inside, Lucan Hanover and Mockitso. Last of all, they've gone three quarters and won 23 and one. And they're on the final turn. It's Bit of a Legend who turned back, take it back, Terry. All bets off. PH Supercam's unwinding three wide at the top of the stretch. And it's still Bit of a Legend trying to see this through. Toward the inside, all bets off. Pete Supercam is coming up on the far outside. And then splitting horses, Texican, bit of a legend, looking for the line. On the inside, all bets off. The Levy goes to bit of a legend. All bets off. Texican and Pete Supercam in 151. Bit of a legend gets up in time. And, Mike, I got to tell you, uh, all bets off looked just as strong as he could be from the pocket. I really thought turning for home he was going to have a shot. I see that by the message I got. All bets off looks charged. He certainly did, boy. He was sitting right in the pocket. It looked like he had a ton. Jordan Stratton rated this horse very, very well, despite getting stretched out early. Bit of a legend, the real deal. Winning by three parts of a length over all bets off and uh, closing up the inside for third was the other part of the, the Tritton entry, Texican. So uh, it looks like uh, Mr. Tritton's going to get the first and third money here out of $609,000. Certainly not too short. Shabby. Uh, we had Pete written on the show uh, a couple of weeks ago, and he was uh, very, very happy with a bit of a legend at Texican. 65-year-old trainer, Harry Von Noblock, the owner, uh, is in uh, his 80s. So congratulations to Harry Von Noblock, owner, a long, long time uh, Chicago guy, raced horses in Chicago for for a long, long time. Is Always been really good, Mike, at getting horses from down under, and uh, he teamed up with Pete Tritton, and uh, 151 the time for a bit of a legend. Uh, of course, the, a lot of people would say, Mike, that last week was the ultimate matchup between him and Wiggle the Jiggle as they dead heated, and the, what a great thing it would have been to see Wiggle the Jiggle in the final here tonight, but it was entertaining nonetheless, and bit of a legend takes care of business. And the winner, Mike, the winner of our Yannick Jingra colors are or is Robert I'm Garson. sorry is Robert Garson wins the set of Yannick Jingra colors uh the couple of horses that had a shot to pull off the upset didn't and so uh Robert Garson 
is taking home a set of Yannick Jingra colors. Robert, if you can hear us right now, uh, you can send us an email with your uh, mailing address, or we'll shoot you an email this week and let you know that you've won. But congratulations to Robert Garson, as bit of a legend, scores at one to five. Yeah, we're not going off the yet. Yeah, we still actually have 27 minutes left. We're going to cover race 10, which is leg four of that pick five. Now let's get the business, Mike. Are you still alive in the pick five? I think you got to be. Yeah, I've got. Yeah, I think uh, just about all of us are. Uh, I hit the all button in that race, so um, I'm definitely alive. Uh, I was hoping for you know a little bit of an upset, but hey, you know what? I, I got to give it to a bit of a legend, trainer Peter Tritton. Um, all of us who were alive uh, going into uh, going into that race are alive going into race number 10. All right. It's good to be alive. And, uh, you know, maybe uh, don't hold us to it, but maybe we'll see if we can get Pete and Jordan on the show for Thursday. I think that'd be a, a pretty good show to get them guys on. We heard a little bit from Jordan Stratton in our trainer segment here uh, that we were playing before the races. And uh, we heard from Pete Tritton last week, uh, the trainer of, uh, of a bit of a legend of the week before, I should say, the trainer of uh, – bit of a legend and the Texican don't forget Texican I thought that was a pretty good effort storming up the inside for third there so Pete uh, is definitely looking good uh, as uh, far as the uh, bankroll tonight getting a first and third and there's the price Mike your kind of price four dollars and sixty cents I didn't know there was place wagering by the way that's almost yeah, there was. Show wagering in that race yeah did you cash yeah no, I did not cash. I didn't fly because it's just there was no value in the race in my opinion. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna go to uh, we're gonna go to uh, race number ten alive in the pick five. All right. For those of you that might be wagering on race ten, uh, it's an open trot. It's a good race, as a matter of fact. There's some good horses in this race, so that should be entertaining. So don't go anywhere. Plus, we, I think we've got three hats to give away still, don't we? We kind yeah, of fell we behind on our hat giveaway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? These these big races, they uh they, you know, they take the priority obviously. And uh you know, we're going to give away some hats here in just a minute. Uh we're going to hear from the SOA of New York who proudly sponsors this special edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike. We'll be right back. This special presentation of the George Morton Levy on Post Time with Mike and Mike is brought to you by the Standard Bread Owners Association of New York organization that was founded in 1954 and has diligently represented the owners, trainers, and drivers competing at Yonkers Raceway. Visit them on the internet at soaofny.com or for input or questions, email at soaofny at optonline.net. Again, that's soaofny at optonline.net. The SOA of New York provides its members with fire, disaster, and liability insurance. Negotiates the horseman's contract with Yonkers Raceway. Employs field representatives at Yonkers Raceway. Works with state legislators and employs a lobbyist to represent horsemen at Albany. Administers backstretch personnel benefits for qualified individuals. It awards two annual scholarships to qualified individuals. Maintains committees to actively protect and further the many interests of horsemen racing at Yonkers. And it awards cash bonuses throughout the year to qualified series winning SOA members. For more information, visit them at www.soaofny.com. That's soaofny.com.
Welcome back to Post Time with Mike and Mike. Mike Carter alongside of Mike Bozich. And, Mike, I got caught up uh, with our neck tat drawing. Sorry about that. No, that's all right. You know, I got caught up, too, because I, they're interviewing uh, Jordan Stratton right now, and I was kind of listening to what he had to say. Congratulations to those connections. I'm going to tell you what, Pete Tritt and Jordan Stratton, both great guys. I had a chance to uh, talk to Jordan Stratton a little bit off the air. He loves the show, absolutely loves the show. He probably will love it even more now that he that he won a free hat. But <laughs> nonetheless, we still have three hats that we're going to give away. So, Mike, without further ado, if you've got the, the random or random.org or whatever device you're using, we could uh, – Give this, get this thing started. Congratulations goes out to Susan Hughes. I'm going to make sure I got that name right. Susan Hughes for winning a post time with Mike and Mike hat. Uh, you know, we're so thankful to everybody who took the time to uh, share our post and make sure that our name got out there. And um, I'm checking the list right now to make sure I got the name correct. Cause uh, I'm bouncing back and forth here. Uh, between multiple things. Yes, it's Susan Hughes. So congratulations, Susan. Uh, send us a message with all of your information, and uh, we'll get that hat out to you. All right. Big shout out to you, by the way, Mike Carter, doing a fantastic job. You're running the studio. You're doing the whole uh, the draw thing. You've done a fantastic job. This was uh, really not an easy show to put together, Mike. We, uh, you know, we, we put a lot of work in on this thing and, you know, getting the trainers and the drivers and organizing the draw. And then when you get to the studio and just doing all that kind of stuff and, uh, you know, it, it, it can be tough sometimes. But you know what? It's completely completely fulfilling i mean we we have a blast doing it each and every week and this was really a great show to put together we really want to thank the standard bread owners association of new york because joe feraldo and alex Dedoyan uh really worked with us to put this thing together they helped us schedule guests uh they did a lot of things behind the scenes that made this thing possible so we certainly appreciate that and we appreciate all the listeners and we're still going to give away two hats we still have one more race to cover we're still on to 10 30 another 21 minutes or so uh we're not going to be able to cover the fifth leg of the uh the pick five by the way so for those of you that can survive the 10th and i know i will mike because i've i'm all i've got all in the 10th oh, by the way boy. i think rose went, i think matt rose went all in the 11th and i think he's got virtually everybody in the 10th but he kind of took the strategy that i did i mean he singled uh, a bit of a legend and singled wiggle wiggle it jiggle it and you have to think that maybe if there was any kind of price opportunity here, that you had to take a chance to beat one of those two horses. I know you did. I know uh, Get Hot, Stay Hot, Matt Robinson did. Um, I know Ayers did try to take a chance to beat a, beat uh, you know the two standouts. But I played it safe, and we'll see if we can get a price here in races uh, 10 or 11, Mike. Yeah, definitely. You know, the big thing with these early couple of races was to try to beat uh, – try to beat um, – you know, try to beat the chalk, but, you know, Wiggle It Jiggle It was, you know, in my opinion, he was going to be uh, almost unbeatable, and I, I uh, went all in that race in the Levy final because it just, you know, if bit of something happened to a legend, you know, there's no telling. I mean, you know, even though Take It Back Terry is a strong, strong, strong choice, you, you got to know that anything's possible. And uh, if anybody was going to do it, I thought Take It Back Terry could. Uh, he was really uh, pushed away turning for home. I was kind of surprised. But All Bets Off was the surprising horse out of that group, in my opinion. All Bets Off put in a monster effort to finish second. Right, no question about it. Well, like you said, we, you know, like we talked about in the post parade, I mean, he had some creds. He's got some uh, credentials behind him. So a good uh, finish certainly for him. But for those of you just catching the show that may be just tuning in, Freaky Feet Pete went in, what, 49 and 3, was it, tonight, Mike, at, at Hoosier Park? 
49 and 4. Congratulations to him. Uh, I don't know if the Always Be Mickey race has gone off yet. We might have to try to – maybe we'll try to do that before because we, we have 19 minutes, and there's three minutes on the clock right now at Yonkers. So we are going to analyze this 10th race, and we do have a couple of trainers' comments uh, to uh, pass your way there. But I did want to do a, a quick rewind for those of you that may be just tuning in. In the fifth, Renee Allard. Uh, the trainer in the George Morton Levy eligible was able to overcome post eight. Let us rock them was able to get the job done in race five in the sixth race, the blue chip matchmaker series consolation Carol's ideal uh, three to one of the morning line. I think this horse went off at four to five was able to uh, get it done over Andrew vet who finished second, the blue chip matchmaker finals. Congratulations to you. Going to kiss me or not trainer Renee Allard. Uh, this horse won three of her last four going in and uh, Renee Allard won three straight races, so he had a very good night tonight at Yonkers. The Levy Consolation, of course, went to Wiggle It, Jiggle It, a 51 wrapped-up winner, went to the front end, was parked a quarter. It didn't matter. He was much the best. And, of course, uh, the race you just heard, the George Morton Levy final went to bit of a legend who uh, swept all five of the preliminary legs, of course, dead heated with Wiggle It, Jiggle It last time, was able to get the job done in the finals. And now we're on to race 10. It's an open trot, maybe not as big of a profile is the other four races, Mike, but uh, I'll tell you what, certainly a very, very good race. Three dot, dot, dot dash is scratched out of here. Yeah. That, that kind of hurt the value of this race. Uh, you heard Matt Rose allude to it earlier that he liked dot, dot, dot dash. You like dot, dot, dot dash as well. So it, uh, it takes away from a little bit of the value, but what can you do? Uh, now we're going to try to go a different way here, Mike. I actually went, if I can find my ticket. That's don't lose your ticket, especially if you're alive. You can't lose your ticket. Come on. So, you know, I I like the eight horse here, Milady's Monet, but I'm very surprised that Major Athens is 11 to 1 right now. That could be good value. And once again, the post positions are assigned in this race, so you have to know right off the bat from that that the best horses are on the outside. But that's why I went all here, Mike, because the post position at Yonkers Raceway can be the great equalizer. And looking at this race, I do think anybody could win. But, Mike, if you want to queue up the trainers, we did have a chance to hear from uh, driver Yannick Shingra. He talked about one, Alaraz Star, and trainer Ron Burke talked about number seven, Luminosity, two big contenders in this race. So without further ado, let's hear what they had to say, Mike. One more race to go on our George Morton Levy coverage here on Post Time with Mike and Mike. We're joined by Yannick Jingra, who's uh, driving number one, Alaraz Star, in the open handicap trot and race 10. And uh, Yannick, what are your thoughts on Alaraz Star? First time driving her. Yeah, yeah, first time I drove this one, too. Uh, you know, the rail in Yonkers Raceway, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, you know, going for 40000 uh, She's been racing really good, obviously, her. Uh, I talked to uh, you know uh, Andy Mello yesterday, and you know, he told me like a uh, little bit of you know a little quirky maybe to drive, but um, you know he seemed to think I you know it, sh- it should be good from the rail, and uh, she's got plenty of gate speed obviously as it, as it shows. So uh, we're gonna you now try to use it and get great position. Here with trainer Ron Burke. Ron Burke sends seven luminosity in the open trot here tonight. Race ten at Yonkers. Uh, Ron, your horse won from this same post seven last time. Your thoughts tonight? I mean, you know, he's always good there, but it's tough when the other horse has the stick. Uh, it seems like them two, when everyone draws inside the other one, that, you know, it, it makes it tougher on the one that drew to the outside. Luminosity, a big scratch inside, Mike, because the three's out. So Luminosity will be starting from post six, which at Yonkers, every post position that you can move inside 
is huge, huge, huge. But we heard Yannick talk about Alaraz Star. First time Yannick's driving him, uh, driven him, rather, and Alaraz Star's coming off of two straight wins. Does draw the power position. The rail here tonight does have speed, and uh, right now is getting bet uh, pretty good at seven to two on the board. And we're just about a couple of minutes away from a start. We got 15 minutes left, so don't go anywhere because we still have two hats to give away, Mike. Mike, are you there? I forgot to unmute myself. That's all right. Are you trying to get that random number generated going? Because we still have two hats to give away, my friend. Yeah, we got we still got a couple of hats to give away. I'm going to get the random number generator going here, uh, and we're going to give away uh, give away another hat. Um, we're, we've been very thankful. We want to let everybody know we are just um, let me look here. We are just 25 followers away from 500, and we're going to give a post time with Mike and Mike Polo away to the 500th person. So tell all your friends, tell your family members, and uh, let's get a let's get some people uh, let's get some people following us. All right. Do you want to do the hat? Be- you want to do one hat before and one hat after? You want to save both of them after the race? I'll leave it up let's to you. Do, let's do one before, one after. But I had to pick a new number because it picked Stratton again. No, <laughs> we can't send I'm Jordan two of them for crying out loud. He, no, he just won all them thousands of dollars tonight. He could buy his own hat. All right. Well, it's going to go to T. Jackson. I'm going to guess that's Tom Jackson. T. Jackson? I don't know. Yeah. So it's uh, Ox and Moose on Twitter for uh, for those of you following us. So congratulations to T. Jackson. You've won a uh, post time with Mike and Mike baseball cap. Yeah, send us your uh, addresses, by the way, for those of you, especially uh, uh, Robert Garson, who won the Onyx Jingra Callers. I'll uh, – I'll be at the post office bright and early Monday morning, and I've got some stuff to send you, Mike. You've been hounding for me a couple of weeks. So <laughs> anyway, we'll uh, we'll send those to you, but you got to make sure you send us your address. You could do so at our email at mike at uh, posttimewithmikeandmike.com, or if you'd send us a private message on Twitter or Facebook, that's fine too. But they're getting ready to go to the gate, Mike. Uh, who's your top selection here in the tent, the open trunk? I'm going with the six, but there's no value anymore. It's two to one now. That's a uh, that's a big big difference. So uh, unfortunately, I'm not getting the price that I was going to get, but two to one still not a bad price. All right, I'm hoping for the longest shot on the board because I have all here, and I think it's a wide open race. And you've got the three best horses on the outside. Anything can happen. For one final time tonight, let's go to our good friend John Hernan. It's race number ten, the Open Trot from Yonkers. Field is on gate. They're off. Major Athens was quick to go. On the far outside, Milady's Monet. From the inside, Allerid Star, crazy about Pat Split rivals into the first turn and quickly Sears has Major Athens in play. Major Athens in front, but here comes Milady's Monet on the outside of the big favorite is quickly to take charge. In third is Allerid Star. Crazy about Pat is fourth. Trotting fifth to the quarter is Monroe County. Then tweet me. And the Luminosity last away in seventh, approaching the quarter pole. So it's Milady's Monet who opens it up to two and a half on Major Athens behind an opening quarter in 27 and four, working the way on the paddock turn the first time. Allerid Star is in third, and then it's Crazy About Pat, spotted this favorite about five and a half, too clear of Monroe County. Then comes Tweet Me, and Luminosity, no early speed tonight, has a lot to do to get it done as they proceed to the half. And Milady's Monet looking to make it three in a row. Ladies Monet leads it by about two in the shadow of the half-mile pole on Major Athens. 
Allard stars in third. Then comes Crazy About Pat, the half mile, 57 and 3. 29 and 4, second quarter. Very ordinary here as they made the way around the clubhouse, turn second and final time. Brett Miller sits in fifth with Monroe County. Tweet Me follows her. And Luminosity's made no impression tonight. Up the back stretch and towards three quarters, and it goes through Miladies Monet. Looking to live up to the hype at three to five. Luminosity, rather, on the outside, Allard Star coming first up toward the inside is Major Athens third. And Crazy About Pat is right there honing in second over and fourth. Felix back to Monroe County. Three quarters up in 126 and one on the final turn. So it's Miladies Monet getting a challenge from Allard Star. Toward the inside, Major Athens third, and Crazy About Pat has to go now. Three lengths back to Monroe County, and then four to Luminosity. They're into the stretch. It is Miladies Monet maintaining a lead by a length toward the inside, Major Athens. Between horses, Allard Star third, far outside, Crazy About Pat. Here comes Major Athens. Major Athens in time. Got to Miladies Monet, Crazy About Pat, and Allard Star. Well, Mike, where's your 10-to-1? You know, that's not coincidence. You say something right here on this very program about uh, him being value, and then all of a sudden, next flash, he goes down to 2-to-1. To yeah, Mike, you're on You're on mute again. You must be cashing your ticket. Now, I know you had a $2 show bet on this one, Mike. Sorry, I was trying to avoid, because we type on Twitter. For those of you who don't you know, listen to the show on a regular basis. We, you know, I typed for Twitter and things as uh, we're going through. So uh, I was super excited to see that uh, my horse got through at the inside, Mike. That was a, uh, that was a big effort. You were trying to cash a $2 show, but don't you know that it takes a little bit to put the prices up? You can't just run right to the window and do it, but no, that was <laughs> yeah. a good, uh, honestly, that was a good pick, Mike. Major Athens, a good second place finish last time. A horse that likes to race from on the pace and a horse that actually came from off the pace uh, the last start and back on the pace. So, you know, listen, when they say that a horse in the last start does very, very well in a racing style that by the past performance lines they're not comfortable with, they say that's a sure sign of very sharp form. And I think that played uh, to truth there with number six, Major Athens for driver uh, Brian Sears and trainer Tom Malizzi. And by the way, there was a really nice article uh, about the uh, trainer Tom Malizzi and uh, harness racing update for those of you that read that. Yeah, Mike, the, uh, I think I have the dollar superfecta here. I did play a dollar super. So uh, it, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, I got to see you finish third and fourth, but uh, I think I might have the dollar super here. Six, eight, two, one. Yeah, you're going to give us a screenshot uh, of that on no, first time with Mike. You don't have it, do you? No, I've got six. I played six yeah. with one, eight, with one, eight, with a two. And so, you know, well, crazy about that. What can you say? Yeah, it was a good try. Good try. Good. And that super paid $280 for two bucks, by the way. Mike. No, it didn't. Stop it. It sure did. No, it paid 280 oh bucks. The try <laughs> oh, paid 119 The pick three pays 1660 The exacta pays 1980 6-8 on top. So the three outside – uh, or two of the three of the outside did very well with Major Athens and Miladies Monet getting the job done. By the way, like I say, Mike, you get a scratch and you move in from post six to post five. It doesn't seem like a very big post improvement, but I'll tell you what, every possible position that you can move inside one at Yonkers means the world of difference. Yeah, I completely agree with you. And, uh, uh, you know, a big effort from everybody. Miladies Monet put in a strong, strong effort. Well, Mike, we've got one more race left to go. And while I'm pulling up the hat contestants, let's, uh, let's talk about race number 11. Uh, we're not going to be able to cover it live. However, uh, there is another race in the pick five sequence. 
Yeah, we might be able to get you them pick five payoffs, too, if I could write them down quick enough. But uh, looking at race 11 real quick, Mike, and I know we do have one more timeout that we have to get in, by the way. But uh, the horses I took to Moss Sish, uh, and special thanks to our good friend Cameron overseas, by the way, who was emailing us at uh, Mike at post time with Mike and Mike.com, some information about some of these uh, horses that are coming from down under. And we mentioned it, Mike, how great these horses are doing, especially at Yonkers. But, you know, Moss Sish, the two horse in this race back in 2013, uh, down under won uh, two group ones down under and was second in the $750,000 inter dominion. That's a great one, a group one down at, uh, at Australia. And don't get any right. ideas because I'm, I'm not going to call it. But <laughs> hey, hey, Mike, yeah. real, real, real quick, I, I want to stop you for just a second. If you're yes, watching sir. the Yonkers feed right now, they're they're talking about coming soon. They're going to have a drone camera following the horses. Well, that'll be interesting. That, that's something that's catching on. You know, they were doing that at uh, at Hawthorne uh, when I was there, and that's something that they were experimenting with believe it or not, in Northville Downs in Michigan. So uh, Yonkers is doing that. It's a, it's a great thing. I mean, technology. We talked time and time again about harness racing, embracing technology. Um, and, you know, this is a, a great thing that they're doing. So congratulations. By the way, the pick fives are up on the uh, Yonkers uh, screen. I don't want to name them off because I know by the time I get to number three or number four, uh, they'll be gone. But the least three payers are the one, two, and three. The one's 99, the two's 62, the three's 69 for 50 cents. The four is 162, the five's 113, the six is 463, and the seven is 579. Not bad payoffs for 50 cents, especially when you had two prohibitive chalks win, Mike. I mean, one to five with uh, both Bit of a Legend and Wiggle a Jiggle it. So good payoffs. Based off of the payoffs, I got to think a lot of people singled Milady's Monet, and uh, you know I'm not you know not counterbalancing that at all, but I got to think that uh, that's what a lot of people uh, a lot of people went to. Mike, let's take a, a quick one last time out. Let's hear from our sponsor SOE of New York. We're going to give a hat away when we come back to post time with Mike and Mike. Stay tuned. This special presentation of the George Morton Levy on post time with Mike and Mike. Is brought to you by the Standard Bread Owners Association of New York, an organization that was founded in 1954 and has diligently represented the owners, trainers, and drivers competing at Yonkers Raceway. Visit them on the internet at soaofny.com or for input or questions, email at soaofny at optonline.net. Again, that's soaofny at optonline.net. The SOA of New York provides its members with fire, disaster, and liability insurance, negotiates the horseman's contract with Yonkers Raceway, employs field representatives at Yonkers Raceway, works with state legislators, and employs a lobbyist to represent horsemen at Albany, administers backstretch personnel benefits for qualified individuals, and awards two annual scholarships to qualified individuals, maintains committees to actively protect and further the many interests of horsemen racing at Yonkers, and it awards cash bonuses throughout the year to qualified series winning SOA members. For more information, visit them at www.soaofny.com. That's soaofny.com. 
Welcome back to Post Time with Mike and Mike. Mike Carter alongside of Mike Bozich. And Mike, I got to tell you that anybody who played any of our pick fives from our website, and I got to tell you, it, you only had to spend between 20 and $40, so it's not asking a whole lot for a pick five. Uh, you spend between 20 and 40 bucks, and Mike, you're going to walk away with a uh, decent chunk here because you're going to at least have a winning ticket. I mean, a uh, winning payoff, even if you spent the higher end of the 40 bucks. I think uh, you're well. You're still alive, Mike. I know I'm still alive. I've got the two and the five. Uh, Rose everybody, is still alive, right? Everybody except for Ayers and Matt Robinson are still alive in the pick five. Okay, so Ayers got eliminated, and Get Hot Stay Hot got got eliminated. But you know what? They, <laughs> I mean, I mean, honestly, to their credit, they kind of went a little deep. They tried to beat the favorites, you know, they in, in the second and third leg. And honestly, if you're going to get a price. I think that's how you had to approach it. I think there was two different ways to approach this pick five. You could have either done it that way, or you could have went deep in some of the other legs and tried to find a, find a price that way, and I think that's what we did. Um, and, uh, you know, honestly, in my opinion, I think the 50-cent pick fives are paying pretty darn good. I mean, your bottom one $62, and for two one-to-fives, and uh, I think uh, the winner of the first leg was only three or four-to-one, and Miladies Monet was super chalk. I I think that's those are very reasonable payoffs. No, I completely agree, and uh, the, this pick five is uh, is paying very well. Well, Mike, before we go off the air, uh, we want to congratulate Vicky Roush. Vicky Roush, you are a winner of a post time with Mike and Mike Hat. Uh, we are thankful for everybody who entered. Uh, again, congratulations to Robert Garson. He's taken home the Yannick Jingrock colors. Uh, it, it's been a it's been a fun five weeks, Mike. Yeah, it certainly has. Uh, the George Morton Levy Challenge. Uh, was, uh, you know, something that I think worked out really, really well. Um, it kept people engaged, um, and, you know, we gave out a very good prize. And our, friend, our friends at Mar- uh, friends of Maryland Standard Breads was the sponsor of uh, the Onyx Shingrock Colors, so I want to give uh, certainly hats off to them. want to thank the Standard Bread Owners Association of New York because they were super uh, in helping us put the, uh, the show together. Uh, you know, helping us with guests and so forth and a lot of behind the scenes work. So very special thank you to Alex Dedoyan and Joe Feraldo. Uh, very special thank you to EmbroideryUNL.com, Embroidery Unlimited. Please check out uh, them and our good friend Jim Winsky because they are – they've supplied us with all this gear, Mike, and we're doing giveaways. Uh, we might even do some on Thursday. You're going to have to stay tuned on our social media page and our website, posttimewithmikeandmike.com. It's been a fun two hours. I'm not quite sure where it's gone, Mike, but it's certainly been fun. And we wish it, we had another extra 10 or 15 minutes to cover this last leg of the pick five. But Blog Talk Radio is going to cut us off here in just a minute. But uh, we want to thank everybody that listened, all the horsemen that uh, donated their time. It was uh, a great experience putting the show together, and it was uh, great to cover uh, such a great night of racing, Mike. Yeah, definitely. It was a lot of fun. Well, we'll see everybody on Thursday with a first post of 7 o'clock. For Mike Bozich, I'm Mike Carter. We'll see you again on Thursday on Post Time with Mike and Mike.